Greetings, and welcome to A Peak Beneath the Veil, the podcast edition. If you happen to find our D&D adventure a compelling one, feel free to support the show by visiting our Patreon at patreon.com slash tabletopnotch. Find which tier best fits your coin purse and discover the rewards that come with it. You can even peruse the Patreon while wearing your very own Tabletop Notch merch. Available now at tabletopnotch.myshopify.com. I'll apologize now that my girdle is not one of the options. Now, ready yourself. It's time to dive into this week's episode of A Peak Beneath the Veil. Season 2, Chapter 2, Abrasion Contagion. (laughs) The treant followed up its opening wallop with a volley of splintered shards that rained down in the nearby river. Despite shielding themselves from the lumber as best they could, Graven caught a stray plank to the head that knocked him unconscious, and Erlen scrambled over to stabilize him while they drifted downstream. As Orba ran to the closest bank with a length of rope to haul them in, Safira had her hands full trying to corral all four horses, two of which had gone sprinting ahead after narrowly avoiding a thrashing. After her first toss was unsuccessful, Orba wound up for another try, and during that time, Erland pushed off of what he thought was a jagged rock, but turned out to be a crocodile lying in wait. To avoid further injury and potentially having two unconscious bodies floating down the stream, oh uh, Erland was forced to dip into his well of septic energy, and in doing so triggered an overflow of toxicity that warped his skin and face with a horrible, sickly complexion. Nasty boy. <laughs> Finally, Orba reeled in her allies, and while Graven's condition was nothing a quick potion of healing couldn't fix, f- familiar heavy footsteps were heard lumbering in our direction so it wasn't time to sit and reflect. Safira met the group halfway, and we saddled up in haste, riding further up the Stout Hill Corridor until the treant gave up its pursuit. 
Catching our breath, we licked more than just our wounds, as we discovered Erland had some kind of rash or discoloration where the treant had touched his bare skin. Saphira recognized it as wilting blight, an especially curious revelation given that this disease was exclusive to wooded plants, and she'd never heard of it being passed to an animal or a person. The Blight's primary danger was in starving its host of hydration, so we knew we'd have to monitor Erlen's health, but we hoped that a rest in the near future would show improvements and, Graven give, and would give Graven a chance to prepare a spell that could purge him of this condition. Maybe. Before that, however, we needed to make use of what little remaining daylight we had, so we pressed on. Sometime later, we spotted a small rowboat that seemed to have crashed into the east bank of the river its lone occupants splayed out with bloody streaks and tattered clothes that looked very similar to the trappings of the adepts at the Natural Studies Institute in Mokumu. His potential reasons for being here were enough to pique our curiosity, but as we got closer, the mounds of moss and weeds that the boat had collided with began to rustle and shake. Well camouflaged in these wooded surroundings, it was a pair of brackish trudges, boar-like plant creatures with long tusks for defending against predators. Our efforts to stay quiet were short-lived, and sensing their agitation building, Orba attempted a spell meant to instill fear, hoping that we could grab whatever was left behind and get out without a larger conflict. Unfortunately, one of the trudges did resist the effects and charged forward to an already weakened Erland, who immediately hit the ground and had to be revived. When we got our bearings, we put some newly learned techniques into action for the first time. Healing spirits, bolts of lightning, and a powerful stunning strike, which combined with the cause fear spell allowed us to fully control the battlefield and overwhelm our foes. In the end, it was all worth it. Besides some personal effects, we found a pouch with three charcoal and collie pellets, an invaluable tool for managing Erlen's sepsis, or perhaps a bargaining chip, as there was also a letter describing a sick Elatrian who was waiting for his shipment. Speaking of the Elatrians, it wouldn't be long before we'd cross paths with them for the first time since entering the corridor, though the conversation would be brief. A halfling bolted from Trickster's thicket and swam to the eastern shore while being chased by two elves, and though we wanted to avoid getting involved, Orba did lie about which direction the halfling fled. The situation didn't develop any further, so we found a spot off the road to make camp, and we set up some traps. Graven used a bit of magic to discern the extent of Erlen's ailment. As we laid our heads down, we crossed our fingers that the wilting blight wouldn't spread too quickly, and we wondered. What was this mystery Elatrian elf afflicted with that he required a special delivery all the way from the Natural Studies Institute? Would we benefit from, or face any repercussions for, helping that halfling escape through the trees? And what would Cliff Ironcloud think about his precious reaper licking random infections that she comes across? We find out now, on Season 2, Chapter 3, of A Peek Beneath the Veil. Look, Reaper Orb is a dummy. <laughs> also, That's Solution just rated us for 15 viewers. Thank you. Hey. Welcome, folks. We're just getting started. Just getting started. That's your excuse? I am. I'm minus one. You're like, I'm dumb when I'm in my new hard-to-get form. Dumb my, when it comes my... to arcane spells. No, I'm just a dummy. <laughs> 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 Graven and Orba finally understand. <laughs> He's like, I like you better in this. <laughs> I don't feel so stupid. <laughs> 
Between the theatrics of this somewhat perilous stretch of road, the booby-trapped boxes, the easily startled woodland creatures, the moments of calm are quite calm indeed, almost serene. The area has a secluded allure to it, not unlike the Ackley Grove, but whereas the grove was defined by its tempests and constant motion of the elves throughout the different regions, Ver, Isi, Mil, Itu, and Des, you get the impression that Trickster's Thicket is defined by its stoicism, undisturbed, pristine, a constant effort by the Elatrians to keep it exactly as it is, as it was. As you lay down to rest, the quiet affords you the time to think that you never seem to have in Navikapura. Even the majority of your traveling was done using the Steederway, the breakneck pace of which kept you mostly focused on not inhaling dust from the tunnels. Mm -hmm. With eyes closed, your thoughts drift in and out. In and out. But for Orba, some of those thoughts seem not your own. For the first time since your initial encounter with Celis, you've spent an extended portion of the day in your Reaper form. And occasionally, an unfamiliar voice will pass through your mind. Or you'll get an image of a place that you've never been, memories taken from elsewhere and slotted in among your own. These slices of life come quickly, and they often overlap. It's hard to discern where one begins and another ends. Sometimes it feels as if you're standing in the center lane of one of those Steederway tunnels, and the memories go racing by on either side of you. And the only evidence that they were ever really there are the clouds of dust that linger in the air. Memories that you have. There's one that you don't recognize. And it's gone, just like that. As you have this sort of metaphorical tunnel that you're, with eyes closed, standing in the middle of, you see two images bearing down on you. You think that if you tried, you might be able to latch on to one of them before it disappears. Oh Coming in from the distance, one of the images appears to be a person, the other a place. Which do you focus on? Person. <laughs> Give me an Arcana check. Oh, she has a Reaper. <laughs> yes. <laughs> good luck. What are you? It's not as good. <laughs> I'd like to snooze real fast and turn back into regular. Yeah, yeah. Eight. Eight. You're only able to discern a few details as the memory goes flying by. You see a figure can't tell race, can't tell who it is, dressed in a long black robe, sleeves so long that they drape down almost to the floor. He looks like he's speaking to a large group of people, perhaps a congregation. And at one point he holds up a book that has a symbol on it, sort of holds it up as if sort of preaching to the crowd. A symbol that you don't recognize. And a symbol that you're unable to make out in the time that you can focus on the image. And the memory's gone. Damn it. Two more images come barreling down, flashing through your mind. One of them looks like it's some kind of fight taking place. A combat between two people. And the other one, 
a flickering flame. Which do you focus on? Flame. Give me an arcana check. Not that die. <laughs> Fourteen. Fourteen. The flickering flame grows. Grows. Until it swells into a great roaring bonfire. Crackling. A crowd has gathered around the bonfire. And they're hurling things into the fire. Books. Manuscripts. Individual pieces of parchment. Throwing them into the fire. With each one, it kind of goes up in a little bit of flame. Feeds, fuels the fire. Grows bigger, bigger. With each item tossed in, the fire grows larger, but it's actually losing its color. Still crackling with warmth, but the reds, the oranges, and the yellows turn to blacks, whites, and grays. The crowd cheers as the color fades. And finally, there's an eruption of, of ash and embers. As if the fire itself detonates. And the skin and the clothes of all the people watching are covered in ash. All these people sort of bathed in this torrent tsunami of ash that washes over them. They look around to each other, all the people standing around the bonfire. And a gust of wind comes through. And as the gust of wind comes through, people hold up their hands and the ash begins to blow away and their fingers, wrists, hands, each person disintegrating as the wind comes through the valley. The image is gone. Two more images come. Down the tunnel. One of them, some kind of trial taking place. Someone sort of being judgment, judgment put upon this person. Another, a trade taking place. Someone exchanging something or giving something. Which do you focus on? Trial. Give me a history check. I don't know, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, what? History. I hate having to choose. <laughs> <laughs> Not any Six. Again, some of the details difficult to latch onto. What you can pick up are just a few things. <laughs> you see a heated discussion taking place between a man and a woman wearing vaguely religious attire. Again, difficult to discern if it's... You certainly don't recognize that it's from a specific denomination or something of that kind. They appear to be pleading their case to a panel of seven others that are seated in high-backed chairs. And they frequently point to a vague figure who seems to be shackled in a number of different places. His wrists, arms, chest, waist, legs, ankles, neck, each with a different brace. In addition to the chains, the figure is kept within some kind of transparent box. Obviously a dangerous individual. Or so they think. One of the seven seated figures rises holds up a hand to silence the man and the woman arguing. He looks to the three seated figures on his left, looks to the other three seated figures on his right, and they all nod. And it looks like the person who stood is about to sort of give a verdict, a judgment, and the memory goes by. You wait for more images that don't seem to come. Just pieces of voices. 
barreling through the tunnel. Give me either a history or an arcana check. Mm-hmm. Let's go arcana. Oh, Let's go to my roots. This guy. There we go! Uh, 23. Oh. Yes. The words pass by quickly. <laughs> and one word that just for some reason rings more vibrant. You hear it in your head. Remember. And with that word that you latch onto, it seems to pass a knowledge onto you that you didn't have before. Something that just unlocks a little piece of your mind. You chose Arcana, Arcana, History, Arcana. <laughs> God damn it, I hate what you What the so fuck much. is this? And with the memories that you've managed to latch onto and the words that you hear, you're able to latch onto a spell that was previously unavailable to you. Something of a time past that now seems a part of your arsenal. And as soon as you know that you can access it, suddenly... It feels innate, as if you've always known. Oh it doesn't god. feel new. Oh my god. <laughs> oh my god. Okay. Do you have access to that spell in Reaper form specifically? Yeah. Oh shit. It's cool. I'm gonna, I'm gonna read it. <laughs> you can read it. Should I read it out loud? If you'd like to, please. Yeah. Oh, okay. Oh. Oh. Alright, it's a level three. No! <gasps> it's called Planar Tether. Is that how you pronounce Planer it? Planar. Uh, Alright. Here we go. You attempt to tether one creature that you can see within range to your current plane of existence, the range of 60 feet. The target must succeed on a charisma saving throw or be tethered. A tethered creature can't leave the plane it's tethered to by any means for the duration of the spell. Any ability or spell that would cause the creature to change planes fails. If I'm wielding my Scythe of Extinction, extinction, this spell does not require concentration! Um, if you stop concentrating on the Scythe of Extinction, extinction, Jesus, uh, the tether, while the tether's active, it ends. So there's a couple things sort of about it. There are creatures who can sort of travel between ah. planes, especially certain undead creatures and things, or celestial creatures. Oh, yeah. <laughs> also, isn't blinking technically Yes, that's another thing, is some spells like blink... Have you transport back and forth? If you cast that yeah. on someone who was blinking, they would be unable. The spell would fail. Yes, exactly. So it, it anchors something to the material plane of existence that you're currently on. Or oh, you're on. We found some god killers. Didn't they? Yeah. yeah, we did. did. Yes, one of the black lion. It was super shitty. It was the worst, and we never got her, did we? No. I think she got away. She did. Oh, damn. Let's go find so, her. So yes. Yeah, we're gonna get her now. <laughs> <laughs> Turn around. Yeah. Yeah. Spell for sort of. Keeping things within the, the material That's plane. That's Whoa. Damn it. Oh, god damn. Killing. That is a god-killing kill spell. I hate, I hate, I hate all of this. I mean, this is very exciting. But, oh, okay. So, Orba, a little sort of restless in her bedroll as she has the memories pass back and forth, but picks up just a little piece of knowledge that once seemed inaccessible and now seems as if it was always a part. I'm going to have everybody now roll their watches oh, no. for the evening. Everyone be vigilant. Perception. Erlen's not vigilant, but you're sick, so you get a pass. 
Uh, sure. Which perception? Watch were you? Just Nineteen. Oh, I'm so, so sorry. Oh no, I'm so sorry. Are you gonna be worse than me? <laughs> yes. Nine. Nineteen. Seven. Dirty one. No. <laughs> Nine, one, and seven. Ooh. Wow. <laughs> Everyone gets told you I'm not <laughs> Everyone's like dicking around, and Severe's like, "Hey, <laughs> check that out." <laughs> It's like, what did I tell you guys about being hunted? <laughs> you begin your watches. Erlen first, <laughs> as the rest get into their bedrolls and begin a different kind of sleep the past few days. You've enjoyed the comforts of uh, either All Hands on Deck or the Uba Ale House. And it's nice to be out in nature, but it's not exactly the comfortable mattresses that you've grown accustomed to the past few days. And as Erlen begins his first watch, you're struggling to stay focused. And it's mostly due to that scratchy throat feeling that seems to have come as a result of the wilting blight. You feel that kind of dry mouth. It just turns into just an uncomfortable, deeply unsettling feeling in your throat. And it feels like your throat, just over the time that you're watching, just is closing and closing to the point where... Like, getting a full breath of air is a struggle. You hear, in addition to your sort of wheezing, the buzzing of insects. That kind of find their way to that back shoulder there. That's covered up, but still emitting a kind of sweet, decaying scent. Time goes on, and you're maybe halfway through your watch, so an hour goes through, goes by, <laughs> and it just gets worse and worse, and you're worrying at this point that sleeping is going to be difficult. <sighs> Trying to intake breaths, feeling deeply dehydrated, and at a certain point, you just have this feeling that you need water. You need to find a source of water that no. can make you feel that you're not sort of gasping for breath. All right. I, I assume we can still hear the river. We're yeah, you guys aren't close. far from yeah. it. You're on the other side of the road, but it's not far don't, away. Don't do um, I mean, Do I have anything left in, like, a water skin or something like that? Or uh, I just drank You drank water. that during okay. the travel. You have your water skin. Great. But yeah. So I'll sort of take that out. I'll take my sort of bag with me just in case, my weapons. Okay. And I'm going to sort of... Trying to keep an eye out around me and make my way down to the river. Give me a perception check with disadvantage. <laughs> sleeping ass bodies. <laughs> Our soft sleeping Jesus. bodies. Jesus. Guys, I've rolled three times this episode. All of them have been fours. Dummy. Wow. Uh, a seven. It's yeah. another seven. You work your way over to the bank and you're trying your best to keep note of your surroundings, no. but... Nat 20. <laughs> you wasted it. Oh, You're you just finding it incredibly difficult to not focus on anything but getting water. It, it's like overwhelming this need to sort of get your way to the bank and you move, you start to move quicker and quicker just to get there faster. And you get to the bank, what do you do there? I'm gonna, before I fill out my water, I'm just gonna water on my face. Wiping off my eyebrows again. It seems to like seep into your pores. It feels good on your face, but even more like it, it felt good when you splashed it against your face. But then, ten seconds after that, again, <gasps> sort of feeling that sort of uncomfortable dryness. Try and find like a maybe 
you know, a, an area of running water where I can fill up my water skin. Sure. And that's hopefully. I mean, the stream's nice. running yeah, there. So you, you you fill up, up the thing. Take a big sip, and I want to look back at the camp as best I can from where I am. Sure, you can't see them. You know where the camp is. Yeah, like I'm, I'm assuming I can see like to see if I see any movement around. Yeah, you, nothing that you notice there and here sure. at the side of the room. Finish the whole water skin. You finish the whole water skin, and finally. <sighs> And once again, that feeling hits you. I tell you. Oh um, I'm just gonna keep drinking. I'm just gonna. And sit you find and when you put your hands into the water to fill the water skin, even before you bring it up to drink it, there's that this like wash over of relief, almost as if the water is absorbing into your skin. Okay, I'll fill up the water skin this time. And I'll seal it up so I have it, mm-hmm. and then I'll just sort of. Um, uh, 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 Take off both my sort of shoes. Okay, quickly, kind of, <gasps> yeah. oh, sort of do it. and just sort of sit in the water with right. my bare feet. As soon as you plant your feet, kind of in the water, and you feel the cool water running over it, you feel <sighs> breath kind of returning to normal. It's a plant boy. <sighs> and even though, sure, you do. And even though, you know, sort of breathing and hydration most of the time feel like two separate things. Right now, they feel like the same thing. Like, every bit of water that passes over your leg feels like a (laughs) deep new breath in your chest there. He's got gills between his toes. (laughs) We're gonna wake up to Tree Boy. (laughs) And you breathe. And as you're sitting there by the bank... Sorry, was there something you wanted to say? No, that's not you. (laughs) 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 He's like Kevin in the office. He can't be not saying, Oh, yeah! Yeah. (laughs) Stupid. While you're sitting there by the bank with your feet in the water, you hear a voice coming from your left. Mm-hmm. Where the upriver, you see a man in a rumpled brown jacket. Are you alright there, son? He's balding, with tufts of hair on either side of his head. He's old, he looks weathered, kind of sun-kissed skin that looks rough to the touch. He sits very still, and he's holding a small fishing rod, the line of which dangles in the water in front of him, kind of fighting against the current. So he's sitting up kind of straight with the fishing rod, and the little end of the the line there is just sort of pushing against the current as he holds it out. You look a little peckish. Have you been sitting there the whole time? (laughs) He smiles. You hear another voice coming from your right. He says he's all right. But I know what you're thinking. Wilting blights going around again. Spreads faster than bark weevils in the summertime. And you look to your right, where another elderly man is seated. Kind of similar in physical appearance. But his jacket is a lighter color, and it has polka dots. Sort of an unusual design. And it's difficult to see sort of in the dark of night, but a little bit of what little moonlight is peeking through, they look like kind of reddish polka dots. It almost has a kind of comical appearance, this sort of lightly colored jacket with reddish polka dots. And this man, unlike the one who's kind of sitting up straight with a fishing rod, he's hunched over by the bank and he's got his hands around his knees, so he's almost like in a little ball. And like you, he has his feet in the water there, so the water's kind of running over his feet. And the guy with the fishing rod kind of pipes up again. Oh... Is it the blight you've got, son? I'm gonna close my eyes really, really, really tight. <laughs> <sighs> and open them again. 
I think so, yes. That's what my friends tell me. Better keep your distance, then. Probably shouldn't be running through the forest. Best not to be selfish. And what are you two lads doing out by the river this late? And the other one who's kind of balled up their speed. We're always out by the river. Question is, what are you doing? Trying to breathe. <laughs> Can't you see it, Berry? He's looking for a good place to die. Aren't we all? I think I've been looking for a good place to die for about a month now. And the one with its hands around its knees sort of... <laughs> Too true. Sickness or strife or the slow march of time. I say the best place to die is the one where you're surrounded by family. You just want to look at them as you pass on and know that in some small way you made the world a better place for them. Unless you've got a rather large boat that can get me to a different continent, I don't know if that's in the cards for me. <laughs> I don't have that. Are that's you... the problem, though, isn't it? I don't think you're certain you have made the world a better place for your family. Maybe feeling quite the opposite. All right. Are you a hallucination, or are you some <laughs> sort of forest spirit? And the two of them kind of look over at each other. <laughs> I don't think we're either, son. <laughs> then who are you? Just ones who enjoy the forest from time to time. Have you known anyone to have wilting blight before? Oh, yes. It's quite a problem around here. And I suppose you'll have to see to your problem so you can live long enough to give yourself the chance. And then you can find a good place to die. How did the ones before me cure their wilting blight? Oh, they didn't. <laughs> well, well, you're sort of, um... Different yourself, aren't you? That's not the first time I've heard that. Mm. Now you've got less time than you think, doesn't he, Cyprus? <laughs> that cocky posture of a young one who thinks they're invincible. If you know someone who might be able to help you, you'd best find them. And don't let anyone talk you out of it. Who would talk me out of it? Oh, you'd be surprised what you can be talked out of. Cyprus, was it? <laughs> yes. And what's your friend's name? That's Barry. And that's Cyprus. <laughs> I don't think anyone I know right now is exactly trying to talk me out of getting cured. Good for you. How long do I have before I need to be cured? Hmm, difficult to say. How long did you think you had? Oh, oh God. <laughs> I thought if I just kept my feet in water until morning, I'd be all right. <laughs> Not the blight we're talking about, son.
five, maybe ten years. Mm. One to two, I think. And even that might be generous. Like I said, time to start looking. Do you know Blom Atula? <laughs> no. <laughs> I don't know much of anyone except Barry here. I, um... I was told if I found more naturalists, found more experts, I could prolong my life. I was told I was different. You are different. That is true. But I think that there are no experts for what you've got. Time to go to the source, I think. A Mykonid cave? <laughs> Son... You'll scare the fish. <laughs> kind of goes back to focusing on his fishing rod. What's the source? We'll be here in the morning if you need us. And the one with his arms kind of around his knees curls up a little bit. You see his eyes closed. And the two of them kind of very quietly sit there by the side of the mountain. What's the source? Cyprus, what's the fucking source? Give me perception checks. <laughs> Let's go. Make me a bitch. <laughs> Fifteen. Eight. Fucking suck a goddamn dirk. <laughs> <Dirk>. oh, three. <laughs> <laughs> Sophia is sitting there with her bedroll, just kind of hearing noise. And you look, you sit up, and you didn't hear what was said or anything, but you look up, and you see that Erland is not here in the camp. Okay, I'm gonna stand up and like see if I can't. Once I'm up, kind of. Give me an investigation check. Well, I'm yelling. Can I? Yes. I'm gonna walk and who was fishing? Barry was fishing. No, Cypress was fishing. Barry's Great. got his. I'm gonna walk around. over to um, Barry then. Okay. And I'm gonna sort of walk through the water towards Barry. Okay. You do so. Right. He's, he was only like twenty, like 10, 15 feet away. I'm gonna like grab. See if I can sure. I grab his shoulders. Sure, you do. I'm so. Grab his shoulders. Barry, what's the fucking source? Investigation check. Natural one. Natural one. <laughs> you sort of are looking around, mm-hmm. and finally, you're not able to find it, but you hear Erland's voice, and he's, it sounds like shouting coming from okay. the back. Can I kind of... Erland, are you all right? And you're shaking him. He, no response from him at all. Can Shit. I try to, like, go towards you can, where I'm here? Yeah, you can now yeah. hear where the voice is. Okay. You start to work your way over to the bank, and finally you sort of push past that final row of vegetation that gets you to the river, and you see Erland, and there's this kind of thin... Uh, trunked tree with a vine hanging down into the water that's sort of gently lapping against the side of the river, oh and Erland is God. shaking the tree, and leaves are like falling down from okay, the branches. Okay, I'm gonna touch him, and Erland, mate, stop! Do I see Sephira? Yeah, she walks up to you, and like, <laughs> the, the, No, 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 the, hang on, hang on, no, don't say anything, we're walking back to camp. I can't. What do you mean you can't? I can't breathe unless I'm in water. What? I can't breathe unless I'm fucking in water, Sephira! And I'm like, are you, he's in water right now? Wait, he's, he's like, like, oh, just his, just realize. his, uh, like, ankles. <laughs> I yeah. thought he had walked out of the water. <laughs> <laughs> just on the side of the bed. <laughs> I really didn't picture that one. Okay. Sorry. Okay. Right, well, look, I think we're going to need to move up. The- Graven has to heal you, okay? I, I'm going to bring him... fine. No, let him... He can't heal me until he rests. I'm fine. This... And fucking Don't touch anything, make please. please. You turn around. Are you pointing at the second one? Yeah. You turn around and point at where Barry was seated, and there's a little bush with sort of red fruit on oh, the branches. Little berries hanging off of the ends berries. of the tree. <laughs> fuck, 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 fuck. I'm gonna, I'm gonna just, I'm gonna dunk my whole head in the water. I'm just gonna. Uh, 
Erland, listen. It looks like you're having a hallucination of some kind, obviously. Are, are they forced spirits? They could be forced spirits. Sephira's going to make a show of looking around while not really <laughs> looking around and kind of being like, no, mate, no, there it are not... It could be forced spirits. I can't be having a... Erland, listen to me. You got sick. You caught a bug in the forest. Graven is a very skilled healer, and he can likely fix this. We've got charcoal and collie. We've got solutions. Charcoal and collie pellets only heal sure. toxins. Look, we're going to try a bunch of different things. I think I should wake up Graven. No, no? I can. I'm fine if I just Mate. rest in the water. Graven. Can I look at his feet to see if I like see anything unusual about his feet? Sure, give me an investigation check. I want to see if he's sprouting roots, this little <laughs> plant boy. Um, 23. 23. So without, like, being super obvious about it, you take a look down, and you can see the water swirling around his feet. He's, there's no roots or, or vegetation or anything that look like anything's growing, but you can see, like, his skin, like, almost, like, Ugh. swelling a little bit as if it's absorbing the water. Like, his calves look sort of engorged in a way. From, from, like, Try something for me, mate. Why don't you get your whole body in? Just get in the water. If you're this sick, just get in. Erlen's gonna like just sort of slowly submerge sure, himself. Wait, so his head sort of wade out yeah. a little bit further so you can get deep enough and And it's like relief washing over you, an immense sort of cleansing of your body that just feels like suddenly all those feelings of, of choking and, and suffocation fade away into the water. Alright, give me a minute. I'm gonna go and get my bedroll from the camp, from like where we were. And I'm gonna bring it back and to the shore. And I'm gonna like lay down and plan to do the rest of my rest, like with him in the water. Okay. Alright, I'll watch you out here. Are the are the forest spirits? Are forest spirits real? Uh, well, those are two different questions. <laughs> I mean, yes, forest spirits are real. No, there are none here. You're certainly not familiar with Tristan. is looking yeah. around now at this point, like genuinely to make him feel better. <laughs> I mean, you certainly don't see anything out of the ordinary. Look, Erland, you're sick. Your brain's playing, playing tricks. You just gotta relax until the morning, okay? Can't fucking. I'm dying, Safira. Yeah, I understand. No, you don't fucking understand. I'm dying. I think I do understand that, mate. What do you think is happening to me? I think you were a kid. I think you used extract, some form of it, and I think... You're sick. You were... Unusual, one of the types that can be experimented on, right? Am I wrong? Type C, yes. So how long? The fucking cypress tree told me I had a year left to live. Ah, I wouldn't listen to cypress trees, mate. Can't trust them. It's not real, Erland. That was in your head. Makes sense. You're scared. Of course you think you've got less time than you do. I thought I had five, maybe ten years left. Regardless of who I talk to, regardless of what I do, I thought I had maybe five, ten years left, and I'd like to spend those years not in a fucking prison sphere. I can understand that, yeah. Sorry. 
Well, look, you know, the way this is going, we might all have less than five years. <laughs> so, at least if we die, we die heroically, I mean, it'd be a fight, wouldn't it? Something to remember, I suppose. Not for us, we'd be dead, but, you know, for someone, someone else. Sing songs about us, you know? Bratty kids aren't supposed to be fighting battles. Ah, oh, you're not a bratty kid anymore, mate. I know that. I'm we not were all a bratty kid once. I'm not supposed to be here, Safira. I barely know what I'm doing. None of us are supposed to be here. I'm not supposed to be here. I didn't want to end up here. I've no fucking idea what I'm doing. The only thing I was ever good at was following orders. That's the only thing I ever knew. So I'm here now doing what? I've no fucking clue. Chasing the right thing? I don't know if it's the right thing. That's the problem, isn't it? There's always casualties in war, mate. You're never gonna make all the right choices. It doesn't happen. You're gonna fuck up, you're gonna die. You're gonna die too early, you're gonna kill someone else who didn't deserve to die. It's... You chase the right thing, you try. And that's the best thing that you can do. And I think you're trying. I wasn't sure in the beginning, but now I think you're trying. I respect you for that. And I'm sorry you don't have enough time. None of us do. There's never enough. I don't want to die in the woods. I don't think I want to die in Kira either, but... Well, where do you want to die? If you had to, which you do. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. I do want to die in the woods. I like it here. Try to rest, yeah? Yeah, I'll, um, sort of swim over a little bit. And just sort of, um, I know it's like shallow, so I'll sort of like just lay my head out of the water, sort of near Severa's sort of bed. The, the, like, the bank is pretty gradual, so you can find a spot where you're like still, your legs That's right. what I mean, where I'm sort of like <laughs> lying in the water <laughs> and just sort of like, and just sort of like lay down on the bank. Yeah. It's not the most comfortable, but honestly, the comfort of yeah. breathing is better than the comfort of a bedroll. <laughs> of not breathing? <laughs> of not breathing. Mm. <laughs> of dying. <laughs> As I'm sort of lying down. You're not mad at me for taking extract. I don't think that's your fault, mate, no. I'm not mad at the people who take it, I'm mad at the people who make it. I'm mad at the people who know what it does and don't tell anyone. It's not your fault. It's not most people's fault. I'll tell you the story one day. I'd like to hear it one day. I'm sort of... So time passes... Erlen sort of relaxing, but not allowing himself to fully fall asleep, and it gets to the point where it's time to switch shifts. Vera drifting off. Do you go back to the camp to wake Orba? I believe she was second shift. What is your? Oh, I should have taken that job. Sorry, <laughs> <laughs> just rolls over. Good night. I mean, Go if you then. don't wake, if you. Wake Sephira instead of Orba. There's no reason why yeah, Sephira couldn't over. take the second. Yeah. Oh, yeah, no, I would just, yeah, I'm just gonna. Yeah, and then we'll just. So Sephira takes the second ship. Okay. 
And unless there's something you wanted to do during your watch, no. your time passes, and now it would presumably be Orba. So Okay, so I'm going to go wake up Orba. Great, you do so. A little surprised to find that it's Sephira waking you and not Erland. Uh, Erland's not doing so well, so he's in the water. Uh, I'm sleeping down by him, and uh, Graven's going to fix it tomorrow. It's going to be fine. Have a good watch. And Severe's gonna walk off trying to maintain, like, the You walk off kind of in the direction of the river, and Orba, like, looks around, just turn Graven here in this whole clearing. <laughs> Come on, man. Uh. Sorry. <laughs> okay. Orba Was there anything you wanted to do during Not anymore. Okay. Uh, what? Orba's gonna just. Sit and kind of get lost, I guess, in her own thoughts. And she rolled a dirty one for her <laughs> perceiving nothing. She's actually, she's probably gonna it's like gonna along with that whole. Was it like part of? What, I was sleeping when all of those memories were. You were like drifting off. Drifting off. Yeah, it wasn't like deep in sleep. As you had laid down and closed your eyes, some sort of memories passing through that unfamiliar to you. She's gonna be like battling all of those like weird memories, trying to take up real estate in her brain, and also have this note out in her hand, uh, just kind of thinking about things and just trying to get a yeah. get a hold of her own mind. <laughs> the there. note Erland gave you. Yes, yeah, sorry. There's no, no, no. Better than the note. Thank you note. The oh yes, the thank you note. Thank you note. Yeah. Yes, thank you. Uh, yeah. So she's gonna get lost in that, I think. Watch goes by, lost in your thoughts. You realize, looking kind of up at the sky, a little bit of light ever so slightly starting to peak, and you know that it's time to wake Graven. Alright, I'm just gonna give Graven a little shake. Um, good morning. Is yeah. everything alright? Uh, <laughs> I got a brief update from Safira, but I don't think Orlin's doing too well. He's resting. What sounded like his entire body in the river. <laughs> so. Just make sure he didn't drown. She's oh. resting alongside him. Probably <laughs> I probably so should have. Like, yeah, and Erlen's just yeah, 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 yeah. drowning <laughs> down the river. Honestly, He's across like, the spin. river, just like boom into things, boom. spinning with each one. Yeah, yeah. I'm not under Mayblood. While you uh, rise, Orba's gonna go and just quickly make sure that they're both there and Erlen doesn't drift away. You work your way over to the bank. Okay, you're getting up. You sort of quickly scoot over, push through that final group, and you see Severe lying on the bank and Erlen kind of just (laughs) up against his shoulders, kind of up on the the side of the bank there. Okay, I'm just gonna close the shrubbery. (laughs) Turn back around. Um, They're both still there. Just. I suppose right. when you have your full <laughs> faculties, just, I don't know, fix him. Of course, yes. Okay. Sleep. Thanks. Um, will I be able to see you in the morning? Oh, uh, yeah, I was planning on it, yeah. Okay. You miss me? <laughs> in a way. <laughs> okay. <laughs> All right, yeah, you should be able to see me. Good. Okay, good night. I would prefer that. Good night. Good night. Orba curls up once more. Graven, again, sort of just like Orba, kind of sitting in this rather, like, empty clearing without uh, Erlen and Zephyr there, just keeping an eye and an ear out. Anything in particular? As we're getting... I want to kind of go and 
get a little closer to where they are. Okay, sure. You um, sort of... Not just, the whole time. But, yeah, but yeah. during your watch, you kind of just look up and down the road. You don't see anything coming. You amble to the other side, get to the bank. Just You can see them again lying there. If I wanted to get into more detail of looking around, uh, uh, like, are there any <laughs> vegetation near Erland there that looks like it has any signs oh of, God. of <laughs> rot or Give or me an investigation, like John. You've just been sneezing on everything. Not that you notice. I mean, yeah. it, honestly, as you're seeing him kind of lying there against the bank, he looks in better health than you've seen him right. all day. Right. Um, question. Would the vials that I have, like... Say like an empty vial? Yeah, like mm-hmm. the Carlotta had sure. on her body. Um, <laughs> would a twig fit in there? Yeah, if you broke a hey, piece of... Twig, broke, sure. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Okay. All right. Cool. Do you want to keep a pet? Mm-hmm. Oh. No. <laughs> <laughs> no. Uh... All right, yeah, I'll uh, I'll sit and kind of concentrate on the spells that I'm that I'm you know preparing for the morning sure. and working. Um, on. I guess other than that, really try to keep that shape of that orc and half orc in my mm-hmm. mind, mm-hmm. like just mm-hmm. trying to keep details of try the. To, yeah, you think that you know it's difficult to kind of uh, put the pieces together right now, but you now sort of knowing what that was, or at least having an idea. You feel like if you ever had one of those projections again, you'd know maybe what to focus on a little more clearly, just making sure that you catch the details that you want to catch next time, instead of just what you're able to discern. Did did it feel like... Kind of going back pretty far here, but did it feel like when you described how it first came, came upon me, it felt like I was being shown something. It didn't feel like I was getting a secret window, like I was infiltrating. It was like, look at this. It had that sort of heat and sort of that invasive heat of whenever Kuzni would reach out to you, but it also didn't feel like you were being intentionally shown something. Like, if Kuzni wanted to show you something, it comes through very clearly. Uh, like, the fact that this yes. image was sort of muddled yeah. and unclear made it seem like you had caught a glimpse of something that... a window into something that maybe you wouldn't okay. normally see. So, so yeah, okay. I mean, it had a similar sensation, but again, that the fact that it wasn't, like, presented for you clearly sort of made it different, in yeah. a way. And I don't know, like the the pride of Kuzni might make me think that Kuzni might be like, "Look at this, you little bitch! Like you see, you see from me. I will show you." But there was no words, right? There was, Especially uh, given that, <laughs> yeah, it had a like sign above it actually that said, "Look at this, you little." You've had a sensation where when Kuzni wants you to do something or say something that if you fight against it, there's that kind of like yeah. disconnect. But the fact that you weren't fighting against it and it still came through sort of unfocused yeah. and unclear, that's new and didn't new. feel like that usual sensation okay. of Kuzni working through you. Okay. Yeah, uh, I guess other than keeping an eyes on them and thinking about the orc, do I see Orbis start to materialize as the morning comes? <laughs> as it gets closer? Are you switching out of Reaper form? Yeah. As it gets closer to that time. It doesn't happen in an instant, but it happens pretty quickly. Imagine. Like, yeah. you see the bag that's kind of, there's like an empty space in the bag, and you kind of look away for one second and look back, and there's already most of her has started to kind of reappear. It happens over the course of 
just like a couple minutes. Yeah. yeah so sure. it's very, it's very, very quick. It doesn't sort of slowly happen. And the end of <laughs> the end of the two hours comes. In the morning, early morning, you guys sort of took an earlier rest. The morning comes, and while the sort of thick canopy overhead keeps most of the direct sunlight off of the forest floor, there's these stubborn beams of light that work their way through, creating these little streaks of warmth that one can place a hand in and kind of feel the warmth protected from the crisp transitioning autumn air. And for those of you guys on the bank, the sun actually comes, it sort of gets over the trees and comes down very quickly all of a sudden because you guys aren't sort of protected by the brush up there. So right by the bank and the water kind of, the light reflecting off of the water sort of quickly washes over you in a kind of glare. And this little pocket that you found off the road is insulated enough that the river wall close by is very quiet to you guys. You can hear the loud kind of rushing of the water. And in fact, while it's been the dominant sound that you've been hearing as you've been traveling through the Stout Hill Corridor, right now it's almost being drowned out by a chorus of chirping birds. There's a lot of kind of... from tree to tree, a number of birds. And you hear the wind blowing through the brush. Little bushes kind of rocking back and forth. It's the first of many awakenings in the wilderness that are sure to come on this trip. And while there are certain things about the fine accommodations at the Upe Ale House that you miss already, most notably at this moment the smells of the kitchen wafting up to your window, you do find that your trusty bedrolls have done the trick. You feel ready for another day. You're able to recover fully if people haven't done their long rest already. You may do so now. In addition to that, Erland, sort of, you wake a little bit, and the first thing you do is, like, bring a hand up to your face, and your skin has returned to the kind of elasticity that no you are accustomed to. And the sort of yes. sunken eyes have returned to their kind of normal state. Oh, yeah. So, you all rise here. I didn't do that. And I get all the benefits of a long rest. You get all the benefits of a long rest. You were able to um, finish the long rest. Nervous? You weren't going to give that to me. <laughs> Stayed in the water? You were able to breathe throughout it? Wow. Jesus Christ, man. Mm. As as people start stirring, mm-hmm. um, I forgot to do the ritual detect again on him, but I will, uh, yeah, make my way over to him and just make sure that I'm there. Roll up your bed roll. Yeah. Put it to the side and you work your way over to the bank where Severe and Erland are just getting themselves up. Erland is, Erland is kind of just pulling himself up out of the water and sort of very tentatively he takes a foot out of the water that's the last limb. And immediately, a little bit of that sensation kind of coming back. So you can tell that the, the blight has not sort of subsided, even though you feel better sort of from the can sepsis. Can I take a but... look at his yeah, arm? And I... the... look yep, you look at it, and it's not growing super fast, but it's definitely past the little lines that you've okay. made there. Let, just let me... Graven, yeah, will you do the thing? I will... First, I'm going to take a, a, a twig of, of something. Sure, there's right. Yeah, what's the plan with the stick? Let's just see. See what? May if I, I can do, do infect what? the stick, I'm just going to keep it in here. Why? In case we need to disease a forest? That's not a bad idea. I mean, I, I do think it's a Are bad idea. Are we planning for on study, for monitoring, for my curiosity? Okay. Are you going to stick that? it in him? What are you going to do with it? Oh, I'm going to <laughs> oh. scrape a bit okay. of that off with the twig and keep it in the vial. All right, sure. I hate this. I'm gonna give him my shoulder. And I'll take and I'll kind of carefully. Should we give me a dexterity check? <laughs> dexterity. 
dexterity. Trips and falls and just stabs straight through yeah. yeah. <laughs> Natural 20. Oh, Ooh, very careful. You find a nice even stick. It doesn't have like knots or anything in it, yeah. but you just sort of slowly scrape. And it feels kind of like just long nails scratching against the With side that of your arm. Erlen likes it. <laughs> <laughs> and it, it, it doesn't, it kind of comes off in little flakes. It's not like goopy. It yeah. has like little flakes. And so you scrape it. And you can see a little bit of that yellow coloration on the end, and you drop it in the vial. Oh, stick it in there. Oh, that's nasty. I'm still, um, <clears throat> perhaps you should, do you want to detect uh, to see if it, just cure it already. Yeah, can you do It's the, time, I think. Right. I think you yes, should do the yes, curing yes, thing in quickly. the, see if it's just still there thing. let me concentrate, please. <laughs> Sorry. And I'll kind of <clears throat> sit down next to him and make some motions. <clears throat> Lesser restoration. Lesser restoration, okay. As the magic pours into you, you watch as the discoloration just on the edges start to creep smaller and smaller until disappears. And what's left there is, it's like a sensitive reddish skin that almost looks like a sunburn, like like you peeled the skin off of a, like a sunburn oh. blister. So it's a little sensitive to the touch, but you can tell by looking at it and you give it kind of a little sniff and it doesn't have that kind of sweet decay smell. It seems to have kind of evaporated. And once again, you take one foot out of the water and take a full, deep breath. Yeah, thank you. Strange. Okay, so... Do, do you need to... Long sleeves. No. <laughs> did you... There are lots of trees here. Why... Did Come you on. touch anything that you remember? Is there anything nearby that we yeah. should... Cut it down. was look, Mr. Um, Cypress over here. The, the I'm gonna gesture to the tree that he had shaken. Point to the cypress tree. Can we give it a look and see? Give if me an investigation any... check. You can do it with advantage. You have a second hand. Take a look at that. Natural twenty oh again. Natural twenty. Kind of season two, baby. <laughs> at the mid portion of the tree, there's oh. almost like three finger-shaped outlines of yellow discoloration on one side and then on the other as if something okay. grabbed it. Yeah. And you see that discoloration. Well, we've got to cut this down. We can't we should cut it let down it and spread. It. Yes. And but also, I don't want the Elatrians seeing your hand marks on a tree. It's just... Not that they would necessarily know it's you, but, you know. <laughs> well, there's also the, um... the trudges that we were fighting. I obviously touched those. Yeah, but those are dead, so... Right, that doesn't... What's the deal with that? Can't a dead tree spread the blight? Uh, well, presumably, I guess, if they were touching another tree in a forest, maybe, but... We pushed them into the river. It's the insects, it's other, it's contact through other means. I mean, Hopefully it could have already spread, so also, we should cut it down. Did you see it on the trudges? <laughs> the tree Also, really quickly, what you know about the blight, it will, like, stay on an object, but if that object dies, like the trudges, there's a very limited window where it could transfer where it to something. Transfer. Like, if the oh, thing okay. dies, the... the the, the the blight will die with right, it. It's okay. a fungal disease. Well, to be so, yeah, fair, so. I got the blight from a tree that is infected and presumably touching things. No, I understand. It's probably already here. I'm just saying we don't need more fucking trouble with the Elatrians. Sure, we can blame it on the. I just burn, we, we should, should burn this. I don't down. think there's anything we can do about the, tr the 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 trudges. No, there's nothing we can do about that. It's fine. Um, start working on. Like, what are you doing? What, what have you got? Tree. It's oh, like you this got? thick. Yeah. It's not a big trunk, but it's not like you can't just pull it Can down. Can you the do ground. this with your axe? I don't. I don't have an axe. I have a mace and I have a hammer. Uh, well, oh my god! <laughs> I've got. Oh, no, I don't. Uh, 
Well, my, I have a sickle, I guess. No, you don't. No, you fucking don't. broke it in the... Yeah, no, I broke, broke it, but I have the blade. <laughs> yes. Also, that, even that... Uh, I mean, nothing so far of what <laughs> you said. None of the things... You <laughs> could start hacking at it, but that's not going to quickly cut it down. None of the <laughs> shitty ideas you have. <laughs> oh, but you don't have anything. Oh. Like a sharp little hand or something. I was just about to say, Orba is not present oh, for anything. Yeah, I don't think she is. Um, she is actually going to attune to the sash... Okay. Like as soon as she woke up, sure. She's start Started tuning. Sure. All right. Fine. Is that? Sorry, really quickly. Is that more than three items? Uh, I lost attunement to the mask. Okay. Because I, I Great. left. So this uh, is a third. This is now you are. Th- you have three attunement items. Great. Yeah. All right. If you, if the theory is that the treant is spreading it in itself, then I suppose there is no holding it back at this point. Is it? Is the is the cypress tree like? <clears throat> partially unrooted in the by the water, or is it's it right by the strong? water, but it's just kind of leaning over. It's oh, not, so it's, it's not, not the kind of thing you could like well, kick. In. It's currently not partially uprooted. The other thing that we can do is we can burn it, but and try to control the burn. It's a live tree at the moment. It's not going to burn. Uh, I mean, it, it will eventually. What if, what if we just <laughs> chip off the, the, the infected area? And no, that and... doesn't work. Oh. I've not known that to work. They usually just cut down the whole tree. I mean, I suppose you could try. It's, again, it, like from what you know, if you got to it right away, but pr- it's been overnight at this yeah. point, that would be, it probably is like, it's infected at this point. Like, we, just chipping off a little piece probably would We happen. move on, then. I don't it's know. All along Do you think the... we leave hand marks with that? It's, it's not... Something you're going to recognize. I don't know. The handprints on a bush. I feel bad to leave a tree in the middle of this thicket. You're the one who just said that the treant is spreading it everywhere. Yeah, we don't. But... We don't have any cutting devices. Can you hit it with your hammer? That might uproot yeah, I hit it. Hit it a few times. You're really strong. Look, you just hit it a few times, and it comes down. And then we drag it over. It's and not then very big. It. It's not even. Somebody go wake up Orba and I'll take the hammer out. More about this dying <laughs> tree. I will give this. I will give this thirty seconds. I'm walking over to Orma. Yeah. As you start to walk over, so you, are you hitting it? I'm, yeah. Right, so you start to hit it. The way it's kind of tilting over into the water, it's like, as you hit it, it shakes a little bit each time. And it's not so tall. And as you're hitting it, you look up, and maybe if something was heavy enough, you could, like, pull it, in, you know, down to the water and maybe uproot it. You'd need some significant weight. But as Can you I, kind of... I can't reach it. You could climb. But I'm not strong enough to... Oh, you could climb it myself. making a tree bed. <laughs> like a big bear. Just you probably wouldn't be enough weight. But uh, so you walk over to Orva there, who you can see right away that she's in the middle of attuning to an item. We are um, just about ready to go. Orva's gonna stay focused on the item. <laughs> I think she's. I think. Uh, the, did you walk with her, Linda? Sorry. Yeah. Okay. In the distance, you can all hear like. Uh. Who's gonna take? Give it another second. Can we get help or something? What? There's a tree. He infected it. Need to get it down. Do you have anything cutty? Is this gonna interrupt my attunement if I <laughs> through my bag? If you look through your bag. No. If you get up to go do something, yes. Sure. But, but just to look through your stuff, no. I don't think so. <laughs> but hold on. Yes, while she's looking. One of the other ropes from a climbing kit and my friendly horse. Can I tie ah, one of the ends of the go. tree, tie it to my saddle here, and... Perhaps. I know this is... Just work with me, and I'm going to like... You're saying that to the horse? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> the horse. 
horse. Yeah. And, okay. Like, start, get it's it to like, like slowly like pull. That fucking okay. horse just got. It starts to ride, no. and now you after the flacking, the flacking stops, and then you hear some like <laughs> like digging of hooves a little bit, and you hear like. Can you go supervise the Goliath, please? Is there a hearing that is gonna like walk over? It's pulling pretty good. Maybe a second horse. If if you tie. So you're seeing that she's gonna. I'm gonna go get a second horse and start. I'll throw Saddle one of the ropes from the climbing kit. Tie it around the two of you. Give, kind of give me animal handling checks, the both of you. With the most rolls an M&M. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, oh, natural. I thought that was a double time. Oh. Um, it's a natural 20. <laughs> you went dirty to 30, 24 or a natural 20? Have you played? <laughs> wow. Um, <laughs> hey, I'm just happy how quickly she got it. I'm going to cry. <laughs> I know. 20 a plus dirty 4. Okay. <laughs> you were so excited to do math. <laughs> <left. laughs> With the two horses and the tree not being sort of a fully grown like, cypress, you, the horses dig in and you sort of will them, you know, gently pushing them off. And finally you hear kind of a... And some of the roots come up at the bottom. Is there. it far enough away from other trees that it's not like whacking a bunch of trees as it goes down? <laughs> oh it kind of falls oh God, like, by the bank. There. <laughs> <laughs> the horses run and they're yeah. dragging through <laughs> <laughs> the brush and all the bushes along the road. No, um, it doesn't even fully uproot, but it uproots mostly, and then you stop the horses. So yeah. it's kind of just bent way out of the. Out of the yeah, can I. <clears throat> Wait, it's not fully uprooted. Well, it, it, you just stopped it before it started getting pulled okay. through the wood, okay. so it's like almost fully kind of out of the ground. Try to kind of just put it into the water. Really. Give me an athletics yeah. check. Are you helping him do that? This is the dumbest thing we've ever done other than the wreck. I was ready to let it go. <laughs> you helping him push the yes, tree there? Go do with advantage. I'll just let him let help. Um, He's just rolling it down. So with the two of you, you grab it kind of by the bottom roots there. Give it one big push. <laughs> Take all the ropes off before that. <laughs> sure. And it starts to float down the river there. So you're able to all get right. it out. Well, big hole in the ground there where the roots are. Uh, okay, so how <laughs> the hell are we going to burn it? It's going down the river. Oh, right yeah, it's now. going. You just pushed it into the <laughs> so river. So, how are we going to burn? <laughs> yeah. so Qu- quick, burn that. <laughs> it'll keep the insects away from it, and the blight will. It'll die, and the blight will go with it. Uh... And again, if anything, the treant is also spreading the blight and throwing it into I the river as well. I can light an arrow if you want to light it. You're not going to be able to light the wet river log on fire right now. <laughs> I've got oil. I have a lot of. Okay. As you're it's talking, fine. it's almost all the way yeah. outside it's fine. at this point. It's, it's it's Raven walks away. <laughs> Raven gathers the ropes. She, and Sever starts. looks at well, it and kind of just... Watch it kind of go down the river and out of sight. Um, well, that's right. happening. Yeah. Uh, I'm just going to sit next to Orba, seeing that she's attuning to something. Mm-hmm. Uh, if the fire is... distraction! Yeah. <laughs> five, seven, two, one. One, two, five, seven, seven two. <laughs> You're That's counting? Like <laughs> yeah. um, I assume the fire's still going a little bit there? The, the embers, yeah, I mean, it kind of, at this point, if you guys were sort of stoking it as you were taking your watches, it's sort of, it's just the last sort of bits of it. Okay. Um, like, there's, like, sort of charred pieces of wood. Shit. Okay, I'm going to, um... Yeah, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, uh, 
take the um, natural studies and stew clothes that I took from Marvin Bishop, mm-hmm. and I'm going to give him like one last check just to make sure I didn't miss anything. Yeah, nothing in them. They don't even have pockets. It's oh, sort okay. Of like a, yeah, it's sort of like um, a... I'm going to try my best to kind of like get the edge on fire of it. I don't know. Is <laughs> it once left? To oh, one, oh, there's nothing. Won't. No, uh, okay. n- not with it. You, you could light a full fire. If only in... we had a tree to burn. <laughs> only. Um, in that case, only somewhere else with those clothes were floating down the road. Dead already. And it wouldn't be weird. Hey, a naked guy. Oh, it's close. That's weird. No. Um. Okay. Yeah. In, in that case, I'll just sort of. Uh, um, I'll wait with Orba, just sort of holding the the ropes, and while waiting for it to attune. <laughs> you guys finish up at the tree, return to this little sort of uh, clearing here that you've made camp in, and, and now you can see that Orba's, or I would say Orba's like a little over halfway through her attunement at this point. Cool. So you guys have just kind of a moment here to have check to Check the traps. Sure, you may check the traps. Oh yeah, let's when it, There was two, you each yes. go check one. Yep. Um, no investigation necessary, you know where the traps are. <laughs> I wonder where we put those. So you kind of split in two directions, you go check the traps, Graven goes to the first one. There was one that was kind of obscured a little bit better and one that wasn't. Yeah. Graven goes to the one that was kind of very well sort of covered with the leaves and stuff and you carefully uncover it. Not set off at all. Nothing Damn. caught in the trap overnight. Sphere goes to the other trap. You find that it's been set off. Though there's nothing inside. Mm-hmm. And what's sort of strikes you as odd about it is, to your knowledge, nobody said that they heard anything during their watch either. And these are metal traps. Like, if you hit the plate, it makes kind of a Oh, so it was an atrium that set it off. So something set it off. Either someone did a very poor job during their watch and didn't hear the trap go off, or something managed to disarm it sort of quietly, silently in the night. And uh, these kind of traps, like, knowing what's around the woods, a small animal would probably not be able to disarm it, but would they be able to do the thing that's like a bunny that, like, hops into it and hops out that like um <laughs> unlikely I mean, okay. in fact a creature that small and a trap this sort of heavy duty a, a very small creature might not even set it off at all like, right uh, right right okay so um and give me an investigation I'm looking for footprints and that kind of stuff in particular wow guys wow and I don't find anything because that was a sex don't discover anything out. Cool. Just that the trap it's seemed to have been disarmed. I just have my hunch. You certainly don't see any... The only thing you notice is you don't see any, like, blood or anything. It doesn't seem like yeah, somebody yeah, stepped yeah, in yeah. it and was and wounded, was wounded and, and walked yeah, away. Exactly. Yeah, it's nothing. No indications of... <clears throat> okay, um, I'm gonna take the trap and, like, sort of pack it back yeah, up. Yeah, you sort of uproot bag. the little uh, chain there that goes into the ground that you bury and pull it back. I'll carefully disable mine. <laughs> you know how to do so. And put it back in my saddlebag. Graven... I'll take that one as well for the saddlebag. Oh, sure. Uh, That was set off. Was yours? No. Right. I don't think the Elatrians... No, I I could be wrong, obviously. It's just a theory, but I don't think the Elatrians want us hunting here. I I didn't hear anything on my watch. Did you? No, but that trap was set off. There's no blood, so something's not injured. And it was likely not a small animal or something, so I don't know. It could be impossible for them to have done it, but it could be they know where we are, they know that we're here, know that we're camping, and don't want us hunting. It's uh, a lot of assumptions, but... I mean, we do know we they're here. We know that for... they're keeping watch. Well, we are not on their territory, but well, we are close to it. Right. 
Okay, well, something to be aware of. Maybe we shouldn't be setting these traps at camp just in case. We can forage, at least for the time being. Okay. okay. I don't know, just in case. I don't want to start trouble with them at night. Alright. We have plenty Sorry. of rations. We're certainly yeah, not in, not in dire straits for food, then. so... I suppose we can hunt later on. Uh, well, if Orb is concentrating on... on something, yeah. Alright, well, maybe we could do a bit of hunting right now. If we've got... Sure, I'm a bit concerned. Just go out. Sophia's gonna look around. I want to see if I can see anything. <laughs> There's nothing when, here. To <laughs> when we mentioned, not even looking for like stuff to hunt, but I want to see when we mentioned hunting. If I, I'm looking for any elatrians that could be spying. Okay, give me an investigation check, and if Graven, are you looking for animals? I'm looking for bunnies. And okay, tasty give, me, give me a survival check. Okay. Uh, dirty 20 this dirty time 20. for real. <laughs> nine. Dirty 29. <laughs> yeah, dirty 29. <laughs> As you sort of look around, there's no indications of sort of Elatrian footsteps or anything to that effect. As you go around the perimeter of this clearing, you peek around one tree that was actually kind of close to the trap that was set off. And on the trunk of the tree are just the faintest outlines of kind of a greenish paint or pigment. Oh, it's our friend. (laughs) Graven, as you look around, you don't see any sort of easily trappable critters. The only thing you do find is actually that berry bush that was over near the uh, (laughs) side of the river that you didn't know that earlier. (laughs) (laughs) Give me a nature check. Oh no. Oh yeah, are they nature? (laughs) Still berries, berries. Dirty one. No. They look good to you. <laughs> uh, no, 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 no. Uh, uh, being okay. unsure, Graven shall not partake in them quite yet. Ooh. Uh, okay. So but I will gather a handful or two. Looking sort of up at the tree, I'm gonna sort of pull Graven aside and <laughs> new theory. I remember our uh, friend, our little friend who went off the streets. Halfling, yes. Yeah. Look. Green, uh, whatever. Uh, She's got the, she had the, you know. So maybe it was her. Friend or foe? Small and well, in the trees. Don't they like didn't it. attack us in the night, <laughs> but I suppose taking on four would not be. They weren't even interested in taking on two of the Elatrians. Why would so. she set off her traps? Is this a shitty thing to do? Maybe she didn't do it on purpose. How would you do it? How you well obscured it? was yours? The one I saw was well obscured. Well, mine was not well obscured. <laughs> well. And I didn't yes, find maybe this is a message to let us know that she is watching us. Oh. Is she the Yar? <laughs> oh, <laughs> Deep cuts. Wow. Yeah. Orba has finished up at this point, fully yes. attuned, sort of studying the properties of your Palomar Franco purchased item. Yeah, I got a sash now. <laughs> Looks really good. An electrifying sash that, similar to a hellish rebuke, can be used against sort of would-be attackers to shock them. If somebody hurts me. Look out. Oh <laughs> it's gonna get spicy. So many finger guns. <laughs> I'll show Sephira the berries and uh, I wasn't familiar with these. Can I take these will make us sick. Yeah. Oh no. Oh, I'm gonna know. Sixteen. Sixteen. As far as you know, they're sort of simple sort of they're in the plomba family, but not Ooh. sort of strictly prompt. They're edible. They're not going to be terribly tasty, but they have some nutritional value to um, them. Wouldn't make up a whole meal, but mm. something to do. going to kind of pick one and, like, taste it. Mix them yeah. in with the rations. A little bitter. I mean, they're not great, but they're fine. Yeah, I mean, they're, they're not going to kill you. 
Good. <laughs> Can I look around for any, like, mushrooms or that kind of thing? Like, yeah, I'm going to put that in with your investigation check. You don't see anything that's sort of uh, accessible and edible that's sort of in the, in the immediate vicinity. Okay. So, sort of... Is it just me and Erland right now? I mean, they were checking the traps, which is very close by, but yeah, Erland's right next to you there. Are you doing anything? Sadly, you're looking at some ropes. <laughs> <laughs> uh... No, I'm sort of just waiting for you. I, I checked over his, you know, I was checking his pockets, seeing if I could find anything. So I was not like emotionally looking for things, <laughs> but like sort of looking to see if I could find any clues to where. Who was this man? <laughs> or learn anything about the natural studies institute. I think Orb is going to pretend to keep attuning. <gasps> okay. Wait, what? Just trying to avoid a conversation with me? Maybe. <laughs> a little bit of time passes, just a little bit, and Sephira and Graven return I'm to the camp. Kind of. Um, so. Does anyone else see? If you look up, is there green stuff anywhere? Remember the little halfling who came through here? Did you find her? Did you? No, no, no. But I think she set off one of the traps that I didn't Shit. sort of hide very well, and she seems to have gone up into the trees. And I don't know if that means that she's tracking us in any capacity. I don't know why she would, but just something to be aware of. So keep your eyes up. Any broken branches or anything like that? You can all give me a quick perception check. Yeah, just a quick one. Yeah, just real quick. All Natural right? 20. All of us? Yeah. Mm. As, as, as she says that, you all kind of take a 16. look around. 21. 17. 17. Ooh. You have a moment here. You're not forced in time. Everybody takes a moment to look around, and other than the little smudge of green paint there, you see nothing. You do a very thorough check. Natural 20 suck. <laughs> I'll say this. Obviously, she's no friend to the Elatrians, and we are four outsiders here. I, If I were her, I would be observing us to see if we are ingratiated with them or not. We did help her. You did help her. I just mean... Yeah, but let's not mention that, that to the relations. No, of course Eyes not. are probably on us until she can figure out who we stand with. Uh, I, If she's listening right now, I don't like the Elatrians. Okay. Let's, let's, the, but the Elatrians could be listening right Roll. now, mate. Hard eye roll. <sighs> just we, keep we it like in mind you guys as we fine. keep going north. Who knows? Maybe we might have a fifth for our broken crown oh. outpost. Yes, but just to be clear, we I like see. the Elatrians just fine. Yes, your thicket's beautiful. Do we see any Elatrians? Do we see any Elatrians? No. I'm going to sort of step out the rest of the fire and um, head over to the like river bank. Okay. And try and, after having checked it out, I'm going to sort of toss it into the center of the river the best I can. The Natural Studies Institute close. Sure. So that it sort of carries down river. Yeah. You just, it's easy. I mean, the river's flowing pretty yeah. well. It's easy to, as soon as you toss it, it starts to work its way down there. So everybody else kind of getting their things together, rolling up their bedrolls. Yeah. As I'm yeah. doing that, I want to take a moment to, I know the cypress tree has now been... Completely pushed. uprooted. Yeah, yeah. It's, yeah. It's, There's it's just a hole where it once was. Friend of yours. Take a... Take a look at this sort of um, berry bush and look at it and <laughs> see if it. Uh, and is anyone near me right now? No, they were packing okay, up their horses. Great. If I see you looking at the berry bush, I'll be like, I already got all the berries. <laughs> <laughs> They're um, not great. As I'm sorry to tell us, uh, Barry, if you'd like to tell me the source. Of course. All right. I'm sort of. <laughs> Give it one last look. And the wind blows and it just kind of... Oh, my... <laughs> I was about to leave and... 
Gotta keep moving, Arlen. Come on. Yep. You see Orba go to her bag, and she... <laughs> you alright? hell? What's wrong? Orba, you alright? My bag's too full. <sighs> did the half-elf put bricks in it or something? No, did you... I'm just... Did the half-elf steal anything from no, us? No, what? Halfling? Halfling, the halfling. Did the halfling steal anything no, from no. us? No, I just... I'm gonna no. check my bag. Maybe she no, should have done because Sapphira's gonna try to I carry the bag. I didn't even see anything that I didn't tell me about. Can everybody just take no, a breath? Fine. I can provide explanation if everybody just is quiet for a second. Alright. I'm not a Reaper anymore. I, I, I'm I back to just being me, so yeah. I can't. Okay. I'm weak. Well, you're Sapphira's gonna. Can I try to pick up the bag? Yes, you are capable of picking it up. <laughs> We'll share the... It's got a lot of stuff in it, but... Share the load. Yeah, we can pass it off between us, I guess? I don't know. How much... Can we strap it to a horse? <laughs> We've already got saddlebags and all, no, I just all mean, manner of things on the horse. Maybe we How strap mu- it to you, put you on the horse. We're not really carrying it. It's the horse. It's not a, <laughs> she's not a pack. <laughs> it works. If, if anybody just, can afford to take on... You can take a second to disperse some any of your stuff. belongings. That would be great. I can take something. I've got a free saddlebag. I could take a potion or something like that. Well, I'm going to need to give up a lot more than just... Okay, like, watch or we can like, figure out the okay. minutia <laughs> of trading each other's stuff. Yes. Orba's like fully diagonal <laughs> <laughs> away from the bag trying Just to move those, it. Tr- those muscles feeling not quite as strong as they did. So even places her on the horse and then the pack on the side. <laughs> do you feel do you feel different when you're in your sort of magical form? Yeah. Super different. How much you, stronger are you? Lot stronger. Are you right? Are, are you School? um how do you yeah. I don't this is perhaps too philosophical yeah. for us, but are you the same person? I would think so. Did do you I have seem your like own memories? I don't know if she's seen. Do you the have same your own what? feelings? Do you feel that? Do you feel the same? Do you remember? This is a weird thing? question. Mate. It's just he, she's becoming. Do you a have? Hang on. Now thing. I have a question. When you do your tree thing, do you feel like a tree? No, that's a that's a poison. You're. Being I'm sure a, this is all feels... very new to her. Oh, that's why I'm asking. Well. I'm curious. You said you... it feels good. Yeah, I feel strong, I, and I don't. It's good, I suppose. I don't suppose. know. I don't know the same stuff. Yeah, I fundamentally don't change when I'm poisoned. I just look like yeah, shit. You look like absolutely. Yes, crap, uh, we've but... been over that. <laughs> it doesn't really come with a handbook. I'm sure she will share. It would be great can. if it did, though. Come with a handbook. Yeah, that would be is, super helpful. Is the, is the is um, Cliff's mage not sort of a... Did he not walk you through the steps? Well, did Blom walk you through the steps? Well, I read a book. Well, was it Blom, a handbook? No, I, no, Do I, you have a handbook? No, she I doesn't don't, have a handbook. No, Blom didn't walk me through... Blom did sort of walk me through the steps. Right, so it's all confusing. Are we going? Yes, yes. we're going. <laughs> I'll reiterate also that Celis, you know, what, what he did tell you, he did, but... Both him and Cliff reiterated the importance of discovering things for yourself. Yeah. Um, and not that, you know, to Erlen's question just for yourself, aside from your magical expertise, your memory, like, it's not like you can't remember what Orba can remember when you're in Reaper form. Right. You don't lose sort of. Uh, <laughs> very scary. Yeah, holy shit. That's spooky. Cool. <laughs> Who are these people that are traveling? Oh, God. Oh, God. Oh, no! Who are these pushy <laughs> 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 
All right, everybody saddles up. You're a little over halfway through the corridor. Do people begin to ride? Yes, and I've got my picture, and I know it's not here yet, but oh I'm Safira is still diligently. <laughs> Every plant she sees that's a flower, she's checking Feel, it against this. Feeling a lot better, Erlen will sort of take the lead as okay. he often does. Great. You start to ride. So with Safira keeping a very careful eye out, and with the group <laughs> desperately trying to figure out who's going to carry Orba's shit, that's where we'll take a You take a lot of stuff. I am at the troll. Graven picks up like one quill, and he's like, "Okay, oh, this." I got this. <laughs> Easy, got it. That is where we're going to take a little break. Um, We'll take a quick 15 and come back, and uh, we'll pick it right back up with a little more of what the Stout Hill Corridor has to offer. Making good progress. Still haven't ventured yet into the thicket, but perhaps as we discover some of the fairest bromeliads, we may venture forth. That is where we'll come back. Yes, right. I'll do gifts and stuff. I'll take a look at the app and, and get it all together. I'm sorry. Mm-hmm. And we'll do it after the break. So thank you all so very, very, awesome. very thank much. Thank you guys so, so much as always. We'll see you right after the break and we'll we'll uh, pick it up there. All right. See ya. See you in a moment. <laughs> Tabletop Notch is made possible through the support of fellow adventurers like you. Consider subscribing to our Twitch channel at twitch.tv slash tabletopnotch. The amazing thing is you can do this for free if you have an Amazon Prime account. You may also follow us on Instagram, TikTok, and Twitter at Tabletop Notch for updates, announcements, and moderate to severe foolishness. If you miss an episode, venture to our YouTube channel for recaps of previous chapters. Now, where were we? Welcome back, everybody to Season 2, Chapter 3 of A Peak Beneath the Veil. We're going to dive back in here on the road in the Stout Hill Corridor, but before we do... Uh... Before we do, baby! <laughs> All right, here we go. Seth, 1690, resubscribed, and then also gave 45 bits. Hopeful Optimist oh. did 10 bits. Snapping Cobra did 20 bits. Kaisage, 777, did 1500 bits. Cra- we we were debating. Bits. Crazy Loca, Crazy Locha, I'm not sure. I apologize. Sorry for saying it. <laughs> please let me know. I'm still at it, because uh, I would love to pronounce it correctly. Phonetic, please. Did a total of 400 bits, then Snapping Cobra did 20, and then Crazy Low Cha slash Ka also gave out five <laughs> community subs, and then Snapping Ooh, Cobra uh, 94 just gave out a community sub as well. Thank you guys thank so much. You. Oh my goodness. You're so, so generous, and we will uh, figure out where to put all of those subs in our various uh, pouches and, yes. uh, and saddlebags. Oh, uh, we, we have figured no it space. out during the break. <laughs> <laughs> so we did. Didn't have to ditch anything, or did we? I I know, we didn't. didn't And he's very upset about it. Very upset. He's a big baby about his blanket. blanket. (laughs) We're going to have to cover somebody's body with that someday. (laughs) Hopefully, ours. Hopefully, when we're alive alive to keep us warm. (laughs) What are we going to do with one blanket? Just going to alternate? Who's warm? I have one too. No, we have two. With a blanket (laughs) jostling on the back (laughs) of the horse tied to the saddlebags, your march up the corridor continues. It's a nice early start to maximize maximize your daylight hours for travel. You guys went to bed fairly early. It's sort of 6, you know, with the attunements, kind of 6.37 a.m. here in the morning, with a little bit of time spent getting yourselves ready. <clears throat> you keep an eye out for any of the disturbances that you've already had to contend with, the boxes and the treants, the trudges and the elves. But for a good stretch of riding, you find nothing of the sort. Erlen takes the time to get used to gripping the reins with his new set of flank-foiling mitts, 
while the rest of the party tries to gauge how far it might be to the next bridge. And Sephira scours the west bank for any signs of vegetation that look like it could be the fairest bromeliads, but to no avail. I know they're not here. <laughs> you get to a point where there's a sizable gap in the trees that are growing along your side of the river. And after traveling through the dense forest, it opens up to quite a picturesque scene. The grass turns to rock, turns to pebbles, turns to sand. And the sparkling sun reflecting off the water, it looks like kind of the glass of a great crystal chandelier. It's a breathtaking view on this little inlet of water. And because the ground slopes so gradually, it's very shallow, it's relatively calm, a lovely place to soak your feet or enjoy a moment of serenity. And evidently, there's someone else who agrees. About calf deep in the water and looking out toward the thicket is a tiefling man, pale red skin, kind of golden brown pelt draped over his shoulders. He's standing in front of an easel with a couple of paintbrushes in one hand, and attached to his waist are several small jars of pigmentation. You can see him kind of dip the brushes, and then he'll work on the canvas, dip in another one. So he has this, like, utility belt almost of little pigmentations. And he's in very sort of deep concentration as he applies it, looking out. He'll peek out from behind the canvas, look out toward the water, hear the rushing, and he'll draw. And you can see the easel. He's doing a very sort of nice job capturing this sort of clearing opening here that looks out toward the thicket, and you guys are just starting to approach, kind of riding by. <laughs> I didn't even consider that he might not be good. <laughs> oh. He's like, this is like, this picturesque thing is this fucking stupid. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> and you notice that he's a terrible painter. <laughs> I suppose we should warn them about the treant and the boxes and such. Oh, it's definitely a, the boxes. Just as a courtesy. Yeah. A bit of a different, diff uh, dangerous place to be painting. And yeah. maybe someone who has studied the countryside, maybe they've seen some... Uh, Bermidians? Foliage that you're looking for, yes. Yeah, sure, okay. Uh, yeah, let's ask them. Anybody want to approach him with me? Uh, oh, yeah, I'll go with you. Sephira and Graven start to approach. Perception. Perception. Sure, Sephira's putting on her best, like... Sure, give me a perception check. You cut, uh, I'm are you friendly getting face. Off your <laughs> yeah, because okay. it's far enough away. He's waited out the water. Like, you there! Yeah, you'd have to <laughs> shout to him. What, what, what check did I just roll? Um, perception Okay, check. great. Uh, 18. 12. Okay. Graven, sort of, as you're getting closer, you take a look at the sort of utility belt there that he has of the different... There's sort of a dark green, a dark red, sort of a uh, dark blue. Each of these jars that has the different colorations, pigmentations. And you see as he dips the brush in and brings it back out, the paint in the jars is very thick. It's not sort of a smooth kind of dip and then pull the brush out. Like when he pulls the brush, there's like a strand, like almost as if it's goopy. Ooh. Yeah, it has like a very thick sort of viscous consistency. Like it is paint. <laughs> it clings to the brush as he pulls it out, almost like honey. Ugh. And you notice that there's also in the jar like solid bits that are in the jar, like floating kind of, it, it's not just one smooth consistency. Ooh, and just before you say anything, you look a little closer, and there's maybe, like, teeth and eyes he's inside. He's using Mouther Tray. It looks like he's using Oh, it's like a match, so it might be a magical painting we can assume. Possibly, okay. yeah. So he, he has mixed the dregs with 
clearly some kind of pigment coloration so that the the colors are different. But every time he dips the brush, once again, like a string comes Am out. Am I noticing he, this too, the teeth and stuff? Or um, do I not? You'll have to get a little it. close. Graven's okay. the first one to notice it there. You're, you're maybe 20 feet away from him there as you guys get a little closer. Is he, as before, he could probably hear us. Sure, yeah, the guy. water's making enough noise there. I believe he's mixed in. Do you remember the Mouther Dregs that Orba got from that? Goliath on the road. Uh, yeah, the gross little uh, mouth parts. Yeah, things. they can be used, I think, in mm, yeah, nasty magical. Stuff. Anyway, oh. I think that's mixed in with the paint. Just keep that in mind. Okay, is it like a magical painting? <laughs> Do you know of anything like this? Oh, you know what? Could you make like a painting that's a portal to a place? You look at the painting, it takes you to the place. That would be that great would be if you do that. Very powerful. I don't know if that's possible. Sarah's looking at it like... What you're talking about is a transportation circle, and we have seen those, but I don't yeah, think you could no, just that'd be those. cool if it was a painting. <laughs> There's a lot more to that. I wonder why he's anyway. mixing... Anyway. We can ask him. Okay. Uh, when we get a little closer. Wait a little closer. And as you get a little closer, he's dipping the brush and he stops for a moment. He, it sounds like he can hear you because you're wading through the water, so you're making a little bit of noise so there. So, as he could probably hear us, I'll give a traveler. Hi. The thicket is beautiful, isn't it? Yeah, very pretty. Quite. Your painting is nice. Thank you. Wanted to warn you, uh, just because we were passing through. Uh, so, big treant. I'm going to describe where the treant was and, like, you know. Mm-hmm. He was basically tossing. You don't want to disturb him. Probably not a good idea. Don't know what's the problem, but he seems upset. Also, boxes. So, if you've seen these boxes that are sort of buried around, you step on them, they explode. Not fun. Avoid those as well. Mm-hmm. And as you look at him, he seems totally unfazed by this information. None of it seems surprising or worrying to him as you sort of look at his face. None of this seems new to you. The thicket is dangerous. But if you're not living in danger, are you really living at all? And he dips the brush in, and he goes to make another stroke on the canvas, but before he does, he licks it. Do we notice any, like, effect to him after he licks it? Um, give me a perception check. Okay, that's a dirty 20. (laughs) Dirty 20. You know what affect on him that you can tell right away, but as he wipes the brush across the canvas, you you can get a better look at what he's making. And again, it's a portrait of the surroundings, but the ink itself, it almost like never dries. It's like shimmering. It's like vibrating almost. The painting, as you look at it, it like looks alive. Like it's not, (sighs) it's not like, moving around, but the the trees that he's painted are, like, shimmering and shaking, wow. so he's using this paint, this special dregs paint, to make this, like, very visceral sort of alive painting as he's sort of putting it across. Uh, is that safe to hey. be putting in your mouth, mate? Sophira. No, I'm just wondering... Sophira. I, I don't know. Mm-hmm. Have safe. you never done something just to feel a little more alive? It's not really my thing, actually, no. I was going to say, uh, my mother was a painter. But that is a technique that I am not familiar with. It's very pretty, really, quite nice. Yes, it is expensive. I had a wizard at the University of Dillasoon lecture me once. He said I was wasting the dregs. 
explained to me exactly how they could be used as spell component fodder. A useful application, no doubt. But art that can enrapture you, transport you to a different place or time, evoke a viscerality within you, well, that is a kind of magic of its own, is it not? Have you had much luck selling these? Oh, yes. They sell for quite a lot. Oh, good for you, mate. You can see my work hanging in the university, also in the library in Orinchupa, and sometimes in other places, the Iramapura Center for Biological Advancement. They enjoy my work as well. Nice. Have you ever uh, painted the... What was the name of that? Name of what? The flowers. Oh, uh, they're called Ferris bromeliads. Uh, have you seen them around here? Quite the pretty. iron roots grow in the thicket, yes. But there is no danger to them. They do not interest me. Ah, okay. So the what you're painting now, is it dangerous? Yes. Right. What, what, the feelings... Why? That the dregs unlock in me gives me the courage to seek out new perils. I have been to scrutiny, to the ebb woods, to the shocky mountains. No. I do my best work when I am frightened for my life. Ah. And later today I will cross the river and hope to feel the Elatrians breathing down my neck as I compose my next masterpiece. Sir, (laughs) that does sound dangerous. So, the Edwards, you've you've been there? I have, yes. Uh, I believe that painting hangs in the halls of transmutation. Ah, right. So, what is it like there? It never stops. The ground trembles beneath your feet. The mouther dregs, the paints, they allow me to capture that. Normal paints could never do it justice. I can see how that might be the... You didn't just come from there now, from the Edwards. This was a, a long time ago you painted it. I don't remember. <laughs> huh. Do you remember if you've ever been into the thicket before? No. I have only seen it from afar. But I will go there soon. What do you want to uh, paint in the thicket? Do you know? I hope to find something that is of value to the Elatrians. And I will paint as I flee from them. (laughs) Uh. Dregs are ever-changing. And he's sort of holding it up to the side of his face, and as he does so, it's kind of rubbing against... He's getting paint on the side of his face there. Ever-adaptive. I envy them. The gibbering mouthers. 
they have that madness within them that drowns out the banality of the everyday. <clears throat> when they take a life, they absorb it completely. This is what I hope to achieve with my work. These places so virile, I, I want to take them and make them a part of me. Where do you acquire your dregs, may I ask? He looks at you for a moment. There is a Goliath <laughs> on the road, the Ackley Grove Road. Ah. Yeah, right, we've met him. Cabral, Ilzerdu, a talented hunter in his own right. You say that you require focus for this. Do you find that sounds interrupt or that they aid in your process? <laughs> a sound that can drown out everything else, that is an aid to me, yes. May I... I think I may have something that might help you. And I'm gonna just... This is gonna take a few minutes. Okay. I'll look back to them and I'll just give them like a... Um, you guys sort of at the shore on horseback yeah. have kind of been watching them. And I'll take ten minutes and ritually cast silence around us here okay. right by the edge of the oh water. Oh my gosh. Takes the time. As you're doing it, he checks in on you a couple times, but he continues to paint. And then finally at the end of the ten minutes... silence in the area. And Saphira as well, just that total mm. absence of sound. I'm assuming you're casting it kind of on centered yeah, like on. A, yeah, centered yes. on like us like a wreck. It's a, um, how big is it? I think it's a 20 20 foot radius. Right? Yeah. yeah, it's pretty big. The sounds of the water lapping against the bank go away. The flowing water gone. And he closes his eyes. Closer. He motions to the other side of his easel there. Points to like a spot oh, okay. in the water. Spears kind of... I'll go and stand where he's motioning. You wade in the water. Stand there and he dips his paint in the gray paint by his side. <laughs> And for a moment there, Sephira watches as he, you know, does a, a portraiture of Graven as he sort of captures the skin and the armor that he's wearing, standing there with the backdrop of sort of Finlo uh, of Trickster sticking behind. How long does that last there? Uh, that lasts for ooh, it lasts for a while. Um uh, ten minutes. Ten minutes. Yeah. I mean, it takes about that long for him to finish the kind of outline of you, and finally the sound comes back, and immediately it kind of jostles him out of the sort of painting trance that he was mm -hmm. in. He's... Thank you. It's perfect. 
and he sort of motions for you to step back around. And you take a look, and it has the image of you. In addition to that, again, that sort of shimmering, it almost looks like you're ready to jump out of the painting. It has this kind of, like, forward momentum energy to it, like you're going to sort of step out of the painting, the dregs kind of giving it just a little bit of life to it. Is this a commission? Do you know where this might end up? I take it to wherever I think I can fetch a price, but money does not interest me so much as long as I can afford to continue painting. Is there somewhere where you would like it to hang? <laughs> Either the far south or the far north. If the Elatrians do not kill me, I will take it there. Puts right. a couple kind of finishing touches on it. The use of the dregs does not seem to surprise you. Are you familiar with this substance? We haven't tried utilizing it, but slightly familiar, yes. Do you have any advice? As I understand it, they can take the place of any material component. But the more powerful the spell, the higher chance that the magic will be too much for the dregs to bear, and they will be obliterated. And he describes this a little to you, enough for you to understand exactly how the dregs work, sort of before you only had a sort of vague notion oh. of how they worked. When casting a leveled spell... The gibbering mouther dregs can be used in place of any material component. It doesn't have to be one with a cost, meaning that if you don't have a holy symbol or an arcane focus, you can use it in place of a material component. Mm -hmm. The spell does consume the dregs, even if the spell wouldn't normally consume the item. So it always consumes the dregs. When you cast a spell using the dregs, you roll a 1d10 with a DC of 1 plus the spell's level. And on a failure, the spell fails. You okay. use up the drag. So for a level okay. three spell, you have to roll a four okay. or higher. Okay. And okay. it sort of takes the place. And it, there is no oh. limit to the value of the sort of item. So if the spell asks for a diamond worth 300,000 gold, it could take the place of any oh, material wow. component. So I don't know how many you have, but this is the description of the... Oh, of so the nasty. Oh, <laughs> and like, she, she would know how much it would take. Like, we know that like, she has two portions. Yes, yeah, because they came in jars. Uh, Cabral two gave portions. you <laughs> two <laughs> helpful, healthy yeah, scoops of, of nasty ones. Oh, nasty. Let the, let the folks at home see. Yeah. How about this? Yes, I think this is artwork from an old, uh, like a second edition book, if oh, I'm not sweet. mistaken, like a second edition D&D, if I'm not totally mistaken. Um, gross. Yeah, here I can hold them a little closer. So oh, you nasty. nasty oh, look at that. Oh, nice fall. Look at that nasty fall. Oh, uh, yeah, so Mouther Dregs. <laughs> thank um, you for the nasty follow. <laughs> thank you for the nasty follow. Oh, thank you. Uh, so, a, a better <laughs> understanding of. Oh, I you're guess, the one yeah. Yeah, again, it's just kind of information. Yeah. Are you it giving the information to me? Uh, I, I don't remember how many you had. You buy two or three of those? Two of those. Three. Three. Right, so. um, thank you. May I ask Thanks. your name? Jonico. Jonico Dearden. If you see the name. Written in dregs, you will know it is a Dearden original. Yeah. Right. Forgive me if I don't want my name and likeness to go together, if that's all right. That is fine. I did not ask. 
However, and he kind of steps towards you. Oh, boy. He reaches out. I am a little curious. There is a darkness inside you, isn't there? A darkness. She's going to kind of put her hand out, like, between them. A darkness disguised as light. I don't he know, puts mate. His hand out. I think there's a darkness inside all of us, don't you think? Oh, yes. Yes, there is. Safe travels nice or not. If you're like me and you thrive on the danger. And he takes the canvas, sort of rests it, he rests it partially in the water, sort of up against his easel there, and the little bit of water that laps against it. You can see like a little bit of the drag paint is running off into the water, kind of swirling, Chaos. and he doesn't seem to mind that it's almost marring the painting a little bit. Uh-huh. And he sort of has, in a bag by his side, he has a smaller sort of canvas that he takes out and he puts it on. He looks like he's maybe going to start a new portrait there. Cheers, mate. Be safe, Jonica. Yes. Continues to the other way. Walk your way back to the group. Uh, Sorry, I figured we got up early enough today that a small. Did you pause for your portrait? I thought he might have some information for us. Some useful. Turns out he did some of it was useful. I'm not convinced. Don't put those Maldredregs. Actually, rule. Do not put the Maldredregs in your mouth. He was doing it. He Let's was weird. Why would I do that? Let's mount up. Why did you put his arm in your mouth? I was investigating. Yeah, but then, exactly. So don't investigate. We don't need to investigate them. Or we're going to take it out of her bag. You think I'm going to put this gross stuff in my mouth? Look at this. She shakes it. There's like teeth kind of floating Severe gestures from this to the... What do you mean? He was... She... It doesn't matter. doesn't matter. eyeball right there. Orba. What? That man is both painting with and consuming Mouther Dregs. Yeah, it's not good for you. Let's mount He's up it. and keep moving. Who is he? I'm saying some people do eat it, so I'm just, I don't know. You ate something weird. Very eccentric artist. What's, uh, did you get his name? He says something very rude to you at the end. Dr- uh, Jonico. Jonico. Dearden. Jonico Dearden. Jonico Dearden. Apparently there's a darkness in Gravenless disguising itself as light, which is frankly rude. It's a rude thing to say. Is it? He doesn't know him. Darkness and light can be perceived I don't know. as. I think whatever he's seeing might be being influenced by the dregs. He, so. Did he? Did he know about the the plants that we need to find? Uh, yes, he did. He called Good. them iron roots. Did he tell us where they were? I mean, he told us. Yeah, the same, exactly the same thing that we've been told. We know the general area where they are. All right. I mean, I can ask him more specifically. We can go back yeah. and distract him again, but. I'm, I, I, I distract don't... him. I think we engaged with him quite fully, but um, oh. got a good picture though. It's quite nice, Graven. He looks good, scary, honestly, ready to the, jump. Honestly, the paintings were quite. Oh, they're spectacular. Uh, He's insane, but the paintings are wonderful. Do I know the name? Uh, no. The dregs actually add this quality that makes it almost like a living painting. Like a yeah, it looks like painting. it could come at you. It's quite oh. cool. It's very. But it's not. Um... Like magical in, in any way? As magical as Mother Dregs, I suppose. It wasn't for the purpose of like a magical. No, it's a, in true artist form, it's for the purpose of fulfilling his art. <laughs> Sephira rolling <laughs> her eyes out of her. Sephira heard him talk about it. Oh my gosh. <laughs> um, 
the Mouthedregs, I think I have a bit more of an idea of how they can be used to cast spells. Right okay. useful, turns out. Right useful. In, in like, a, like a valuable way? Like Oh yeah, yes, very valuable. Could be, oh, very sorry, valuable. Could be. Potentially, sure. The more intense the spell, the more chances it has to fail, but it could be used as anything. What? Yes, any component <gasps> of any price. That's huge. I know. And I only spent 80 gold. Yeah, it's not bad. I'm thinking we should get more if we come across any, you know, gibbering mouthers, whatever. That would be very useful. Brilliant, Those disgusting honestly. jars. I don't <laughs> worth an. Hey, don't knock it till you try it. Apparently, there are magics that I have had in the past and have access to now again. I believe some of them. Uh, that yes, you you could need rubies, diamonds worth hundreds of gold, and this could take the place of that. Oh, yeah. that's some valuable goo, then. Let's not lose that goo. Hey, you never know. And Spurs kind of got the little vial of smelly, like, goo from the body. From the- Is that Niels Bargus' sister's Listen, gooey head? If, if the gibbering mouthers are worth something, I don't see why it couldn't be useful for something. I'm keeping it in my back. You show it to Jonico, and he's like... <laughs> <laughs> All right, well... I believe it is time that we press on, yeah? The river should yes. be forking relatively soon, He I did think. mention okay. that the Elatrians were going to be on his tail when he moved forward, and it did remind me we do need to be extra careful. So. Maybe, if that lines up with when we try to enter the forest, maybe the Elatrians will be will have their hands I full had with that an insane well. artist. I had that thought too. Wait, he's, en- he's entering the thicket? Yeah, well, he has this goal of trying to get in there and paint something valuable to them so that they can try to kill him while he's painting it, so he feels alive. I think it's more... Kills the banality of existence, you know? Did you tell him that he's probably going to die? He knows. That's the point, I That's think. the whole point. That's part of the art, right? You don't think that this is a side effect of... The- oh, it absolutely seems like it could be a side... What am I going to do? Tell him to stop doing drugs? I'm not his mum. I don't know. He seems to have already be halfway gone. Should I... Is it my responsibility? No. What do you mean? No, no. We are already <laughs> riding past him. He is gone. Yeah, Erlen will. You guys start You guys continue on? Sure. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Unless there was something you'd like to say? <laughs> Boss? <laughs> <laughs> After resuming your ride, you travel for another couple of hours. You realize that it was so far back in the Stout Hill Corridor that you last saw one of those booby-trapped boxes. Oh, shit, mm-hmm. goddamn. That you've almost accepted that you've left the area where oh, those hunters no. seem to be doling them we out. We have not. <laughs> How much ground, after all, would they really cover? Would they bother to cover? Just for this nasty little bit of revenge against the Elatrinos. <laughs> but sure enough, well past the midway point on your way to the Broken Crown Station, you spot another one. Evidently, the vendetta runs deep, and you find yourself wishing that they had hinted at what caused such a rift, if for no other reason than to avoid getting caught up in their quarrel. (laughs) The box has the same appearance. It's half-buried, just like its predecessors. But there's something a little more worrisome about where this one has been deposited. On purpose, or by coincidence, you're not sure... But in about a 20-foot radius, there's a patch of dying trees. Dried, brittle bark, sagging branches, cracked trunks, and mostly, if not completely, void of leaves. Yellowish discoloration running up near the roots, 
points immediately to the culprit. The wilting blight has found its way here, and it's carved out a little section of trees that are all withering away. In addition to the obvious concerns regarding Erlen's run-in with the blight from before, it looks to you that the box that occurs to you, that if it's anything like the previous devices, it's in a particularly precarious spot. If an explosion of fire erupted here, it could easily ignite these very, very brittle, dry husks that are surrounding it, kind of starting a very dangerous, rapidly expanding forest fire. So, you see that box? It's not right in the center of this area. Again, it's hard to tell if they saw the dry trees and planted it there, or if they had already planted there and then the trees died. Difficult to tell, but you see the box buried in the dirt there. <sighs> Fuck's sake, it's a fucking tinderbox. What are we gonna do? How are we set off this one? If we explode it, then the whole fucking forest goes up. We could write the sign. We could say, this a sign. is going to explode. So don't open it. What if it takes an animal into it? Yes. Well, that's, uh, it's not... Uh, the last one only triggered when you... What if a deer smells it and licks it and opens it by accident? Rotten luck on that deer's part. Or puts yeah. their foot through it. Is Honestly, there... Can we douse it with water or something? Can we do something to disarm it that I way? I mean, it's a spell, right? Yes. Oh, fuck's sake. Honestly, I have no way to dispel this. Well, I there can't is... go anywhere near that. No. As you guys are talking, give me perception checks. Shit. Oh, I'm back to having my. Oh my god, dude! Well, twenty-two, five. I can't keep track of all my sets. 19. 19. So you guys have kind of turned into a little, not a circle, but all kind of facing in toward each other to talk. And Graven and Orba are kind of looking in the direction of where the box is generally and poking out from behind one of those dead trees, a little creature just pops. No, 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 no. no, no. And it's it's not on the box, but you look and see, and it looks like a little rabbit with a horn, one of those almirages oh, that you saw away. evidence how before. How far away is it? You guys are 30 feet away. Um, can I cast a um, sacred flame at the at the animal? Uh, sure. Does, does that have to target a creature? Yeah. You would have to target the beast, like the, the rabbit. Yeah. Okay. I want to kill it before it <laughs> touches the box. Is light it on fire? No, no it's, it's not. Radiant. It's radiant. 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 Imagine, yeah. just lights the whole forest on fire. Um, what kind of save is this? It is a... Uh, actually, uh, would I know whether, would I know whether these things would be better, more, de- are they more dexterous or more wise? Give me a nature check. Okay. <laughs> it's all happening very quickly. Oh, wise rabbits. I think um, it's going to be dexterous. Uh, nature? Mm-hmm. Six. Six? You don't recall right. specifically? Uh, I'm actually going to use a toll the dead, so a wisdom saving throw. <laughs> okay. Uh, so wisdom saying so that's as you guys are sort of huddled good. around chatting you see Graven sort of see something in the distance <laughs> and immediately point at it and, pulls yeah. his nunchaku. Yeah. and you hear the sound of the clong Oh, 18. It's saved. <laughs> and the creature like, just jostles as if it heard a noise, and then it kind of looks around really oh, quickly. Uh, I'm going to take a, a ration out of my bag, a single... Like, okay. No, I'm gonna, so it. I'm going to break off like a meal's worth sure. and toss it on the ground sort of halfway between us. Okay. Uh, give uh, me, like, uh, actually, uh, let's go like away from the box. So okay, give, down me, the give me just a dexterity check as you try to aim the... Uh, just the fucking out. raccoon again. Um, yeah. <laughs> Uh, straight dexterity yep. at 21. 21. You do a nice little toss that's away from the box a little bit, but still within its sight, and it sort of jostles at the movement of the ration, but then it looks back toward the box. I'm going to try again if it's been a couple of seconds. It, it has been. Uh, sure. Give, uh, yep. Same thing? Uh, same thing. Uh, so a wisdom saving wisdom throw? Save. Pick up my fucking ration. 
that's a 15. It saves. Again, and it just kind of, it's startled, and you see its teeth kind of... Just, it's biting, like, the latch there. But it, you <sighs> see it for a moment, and you're not sure if it's strong enough to open the latch. I like get... <sighs> Are we within range of what's... You're within oh 30 God. feet of it. 30, so 30, 30 feet? Yeah. Can oh, I kind of sh- gesture, it or like, shoot it. Orvis casting Ray Frost? No! Okay. Oh, is that an attack? I was just yes. going to try to talk to it. No. Kill it. We can eat it. Erlen's taking steps back. I'm not worried about not uh, killing it. I'm worried about oh, wait, scaring it hit. into the box. It's just already gnawing oh, yeah. on the box. I know. 23 to hit. 23 to hit. That hits. Roll for damage. Okay. Erlen's taking 10 feet. Ten, uh, how, many, how far did it explode last time? Uh, Do I have a sense? Uh, yeah. Like a, uh, actually, I can get, yeah, we'll say that yeah, you, you were right the there. Thing. Step back. I was lying. Um, casting. 20 foot radius. So oh, you're okay. already so out of range. Right right 13 damage. 13 damage. It's sort of gnawing on it and it. Everything's fine? It's fine right now? Okay. Fuck, see that? that that's exactly oh, the problem. A little yes. sort of Almirage corpse there on yeah, the I'm going to go down the path because Let's crash and see what might have been attracting it to it. Why that Almirage was more interested in the, the box than the food. I'm going to pick up the little rabbit because we're going to eat it later. So okay. Careful as you get close, close to it. it. Yeah, oh, yeah. You're going right Very up slowly yeah. go up to it. I want to slowly go up to it and pull the rabbit away so that Both I'm not of you give me stealth checks. Yeah. I think Orb is going to start ritually casting pieces. Magic. Fucking okay. Christ. Six. I just want to let everyone know my modifier is plus six. Eight. <laughs> You guys are moving through, and because the, all the vegetation here is is dead and dying, it's making quite a bit of noise. The branches are, these fallen branches are dried and shriveled, and they snap as you move forward. Yeah. But, you know, you're not touching the box yet. You get up there, you're within reach of the creature okay, and close to the box. The creatures you're making quite a bit away. of noise. But I'm looking around. Is there anything on or near the box that looks like what it might have been attracted to? Like? Um, give me an investigation check. 12. 12. The only thing is, and you kind of noticed this uh, the last time you investigated the box, is like right where the seam of the lid is, there's a little bit of light, and it's like just ever so faint. It's a little brighter here, and it seems like that might have just been fascinating the creature, the little bit of light that was sort of blinking through the box. Step back, step back again. Yeah. I'll get like 60 feet away. Yeah, sure. Do some. Honestly. You have the all mirage, you know, body. The sign. How much of this is really our problem? I mean, I don't know. I I do I, not want to take another brunt of a blast. The, the reason that I think it might be useful for us to try to fix this is because we're definitely going to encounter them. They're definitely going to have questions for us. We definitely are trying to take something. And it might be a good bargaining... I know, but it might be a good bargaining point for us to say, hey, we saw something that was trying to explode and burn up your forest and we protected a good portion of it. It's not a bad bargaining chip. That without the ability to dispel the magic, we are That's either true. trying to move this and exploding ourselves, or right. we are exploding it and then trying to put out a massive fire. Can I keep I an guess. eye on I don't like either of those. I don't like either of those either, so we're sure there's no way to disarm it. There is, but not in our... I cannot do it. What okay. if we just pick it up and move it? Well, As you guys that, are talking, finish ritually casting a tech magic. You're detecting magic from the box. Mm-hmm. Um, and unsurprisingly to you, it's abjuration magic, which is consistent with sort of a glyph explosion that you saw before. Mm-hmm. You wanted to be as simple as tying a rope to it, and it exploded. Right, well that was because I was... Mussing Your with the finger slipped. Yes, what if you pick it up from behind? So it is it buried in the but, ground. But you you want to unbury it. 
Ireland and and, and unburied while not disturbing the explosion room. We just saw a rabbit try and open it. It's going to explode at some point. Yeah, I agree, mate. But I the point is whether or not we're in the vicinity when it does. Us should touch it. So then, why don't we just throw a rock at it so it explodes again? Well, that means we that we are putting out a massive fire. This is all going to catch fire immediately. Do you think I could levitate it? Oh, oh, it's buried. It's wait. No, that's a good idea. Because then, idea. if it does explode in the air, how do you it's know, less likely to. How do you know you're not just going to levitate the top of the box and open it? If well, it's stuck she in doesn't the just levitate well. my head and pull it off of my body when she levitates me. I'll remind you of the verbiage, which I think is also on oh. yours: a creature or loose object. Yeah. So okay. yes, but you need to get it loose a little bit. Like you could definitely do that, but not in its current like. In the ground, and state. would I know if 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 I were to lift it, would it have the sensitivity of like it, it lifts it by the entire object, yes. not by a specific part of it? No. So if I it's lift not the whole like, thing, it's not like the lift difference the lid. is a good comparison is like if you use mage hand, that would be like grabbing a hand was it. grabbing it, but levitate right. just lifts it straight. How up. long is your tusk? Not long enough. No, but if you do that, mate, then it's gonna explode. Why don't we carefully? How 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 deep is it buried? Like, like halfway. What if we just loosen it from the earth a little bit? So dig around it. Yes. Right. Enough that I can cast oh, levitate. levitate. I don't try I, to get it as high in the air. We can explode it in the river. The problem is not yeah. after it is loosened from the earth. The problem is loosening it from the earth. Well, anything yeah. we try to do to this, we are in do very. You want, I can ask an animal to try to dig around it. Oh. I think that would be worse. Okay, yes. I, I hear your concern about it, but Erlen did throw a rock at the first one, and it didn't seem to set off anything. Like, um, harsh it seemed to have been needing to be opened. Yes, or it only opened because my finger slipped and opened it. In the process of yes, messing just with the Just don't go near the latch. Just go around the back end of it. If anything, who has something that can be used as a digging tool, a dagger or something? Uh, I've got a dagger. Here, in fact, use my use my quarterstaff. I'm gonna go over to my horse and I'll give him my old quarterstaff that you wanted me to get rid of. <laughs> what the f- oh my God! Use my quarterstaff and sort of dig around a little bit. I'd go over there myself. Get back! Everyone, Everyone's like, back. go, Graven. <laughs> get. Yeah, you'll back. be fine. Go, steps. you deal with it. Um, what if what if I go with you and I hold down? I just put all of my weight on the top of. The box and keep it. Maybe no. Of, maybe not all of your weight, but okay. Try to just keep, keep it placed. closed. I don't know if she should. No, no, that's a bad If idea. she shouldn't, why should I? Well, no. Don't touch the I'm top saying of the no box. one should be touching the top of the box. I think you should only go around the box. I no, think the top that, of the box is the dangerous yes, part. Yes, but what I'm saying is why marching I'm over to it, <laughs> <laughs> snapping just twigs. Be careful! Don't put your hand through the box, Orba. Sixty feet mm-hmm. back, Where? and no more advice. Okay. She's gonna careful. She's gonna stand on the backside of it, like where the latch opens. Even though she saw that, that didn't make a ton of difference. And she's just gonna like place her hands. Do I see any redeeming elves in the tree? Give me your perception check. And first, very carefully, just kind of feeling the dirt around the edges, where it's looser, where it's tighter. Okay. My control is better. Seven. Seven. Yeah. Not that you notice. You do notice that. The sort of constant snapping of twigs and branches that's making a little bit of noise. You, not like approaching you, but in a curious sense, like you see like a little deer head peek out at one point, and then maybe another almirage kind of pokes its head out and then scampers away. Like they're hearing 
sort of start hissing at them a little bit. <laughs> I mean, now they've reached. I mean, there's no more noise once they've reached the box there. So you're using the staff to kind of. Uh, well, maybe first just kind of loosening it with my hands a little, a little finer, finer points, and then deeper okay. with the. You loosen the dirt. Your you know your face is like right there as you're doing that. Yep. You see the glowing like oh, between no. just between the little warning uh, curses <laughs> to, to the everybody else in the party. Slightly out. Give me a give me a dexterity check. Dexterity. Straight dexterity. Mm-hmm. Five. Five. As you dig the front out, you just loosen the dirt a little bit. It looks like they dug slightly too big a hole and then placed it on top so that when you move some of the dirt, it goes and like like Uh, falls down in a little bit. And it goes, because you have your hands on top, it just kind of like and it jingles a little bit. That didn't look good, whatever you just did. Quiet. Okay. Nothing else happens. Now I'm worried that the bottom of the box doesn't matter what you do with the top, the bottom's going to fall away from the top. It does have a latch on it. You've seen it be pretty loose though, because yeah. Erland obviously tipped it and set it off. And the latch, it's one of those ones where there's a flap and then there's like a little hook where like yes. a lock could go. Yes, it's not locked, but it has a latch Graven. over is there it. Any, is there any, sorry, yeah. is there any like breaks or things that look a little loose in the latch or the the the, the wood any cracks uh, other no, than the, no it yeah, looks no, pretty solid you feel like you would be able to tell because the light would be kind of shining through any cracks yeah. and stuff so you don't see anything like and that and the latch I mean even if I just whip up a mending for even if I don't see anything particular but like holding onto the latch and just like putting some mending energy into it to like sure and you try to see you sort of feel out whether there is you, it, your magic energy doesn't catch on anything so there's no like break that you would be able to mend using that spell. The box seems in relatively good condition, if not slightly loose. Are you ready to keep going? Yes, I was going to suggest, if you don't have manacles, perhaps, uh, let me know if this is wrong. Um, I have some chalk. Maybe I can get chalk in that little hooky part to get the latch to not go up at all. Something to just secure it tighter. Like a place where there would be a Lock. Yeah, like a little hook. So it has like a little flat part and then like a little knot that sticks out. And you could put okay. a lock in there, okay. but there isn't one. Obviously. Yeah, do we have any, even a short piece of rope or chalk? It seems very breakable. That's good chalk. I know. Um, <laughs> what? <laughs> uh, Not that good. <laughs> um, uh, boy, yeah. I mean, yeah, I've got the rope. Chalk. The, the rope um, might be too thick, it's okay. pretty small. I'm gonna take out. I'm gonna take out. Wait, what? (laughs) The latch is not that big. Let me know if this works. Mm -hmm. I'm gonna take out the hanky that Holland gave me. Okay. And is it kind of fine enough that I could kind of twist it up, small enough to kind of loop through? Yes. And tie a knot and tie that off. Give me a sleight of hand. Oh, why are you going near the fucking thing? Can I help him in any way? Just avoid it. It's it's too. Avoid the box. That's what I'm digging out. Slide of hand, you say? Touch the, you're gonna do the same thing I 19. Oh, everybody. And in the moment, thinking back to Holland. Oh my god. You take the handkerchief. You thread the handkerchief. And it's, it's for, especially coming from a guy who didn't come from wealth, it's a pretty fine kind of handkerchief, a fine silk handkerchief. And you thread it through, and you're able to pull it through, and then loop it around, and you. Just tie it closed there. 
All right. I feel a little more comfortable about digging again. Yes, good job. All That's right. good. It's a nice handkerchief, by the way. Thank you. Yeah. I'm going to go back to actually just my hands, okay. not the staff. Right. I'm going to throw around. the staff over my back behind me. Well, I... Uh, you dig out a little bit more. Again, a couple times it just kind of like shifts a little bit because the hole is not mm-hmm. exactly the right size. But you get all the way around it and you give it just a little sort of wiggle and it seems like it's loose it from out. the dirt there. Okay. Yep. All right. I'm going to slowly try to lift it out. The trunk? Yes, and we can either bring it to the middle of the road or oh. Oh, put it back I, down. Oh, I'll be able to, like, scoot it. Why don't I just loosen it a little bit more from the dirt? Okay. And I'll just try to bring it up a little bit. Right. You just, just get your finger. It's yeah. loose enough, and it doesn't have a lot of heft to it. It's empty, as yeah. far as you could tell from the other one, so you kind of pick it up a little bit. Just Great. so it's shut. Just so it's kind of above the level of the dirt. Okay. You're holding it. You now have it in your hands, okay. holding and it above. Maybe even just rotate it and like put it back so that it's resting cleanly on top. That is not what we told them to do. <sighs> Sitting there on the top of the dirt. All right. No, now, the question is: uh-huh. Do we throw it? Do we do we throw it in the river? Do you want to spend the energy to to levitate it? Is the river pretty clear of like foliage? Is it still gonna damage some stuff? If there was an explosion in the river, yeah. if you hucked it out there, I mean, again, if it was underwater, it would kind of make a little bubble. It depends on where it ends up. Kill some fish, but <laughs> might it's empty. It might float. But. I wouldn't mind, you know, with withholding my energy. But if we toss it into the river, what is the logistic of getting it to go boom? Do I need to use Mage Hand and try to open it? How far away can you be with Mage Hand? About thirty feet or so. It's not good enough. I levitate it. I can levitate Are you sure? it. Yeah, I can levitate it. I mean, it levitated more than 60, 100 feet. About that, yeah. I guess the other part of that is that now we will have a literal beacon above us. I mean, like a big firework. <laughs> yeah. Will the fire rain down? Yes. We should do it over the water. We can do it over the water, yeah. I'd Just like... embers raining down. <laughs> oh, oh no! Yeah. Oh, that means that we have to move it again anyway. I, okay. have to, I have to pick it up and move it. Sure. All right. Over so We have to move it out closer to the water. What, what are you guys where doing? Where should we go? I thought we were doing Just the levitation keep thing. Stay away from the water. Back. Why are you? Can I help with this carefully. instead of over? Lift it up. You're standing there holding it. I'm gonna kind of so slowly watching my feet yeah. towards. The I mean, egg. as you're walking, you as you're walking, it's you know it's impossible to not shake a little bit. Yeah. But it seems like the tied handkerchief is keeping the latch in okay. place. Yeah. yeah, watching my footsteps, watching the box, going okay. kind of to the bank. You start to walk in that direction, and you get maybe you know uh, you get about. I'll tell you. Make sure I have the right thing on here. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you get just halfway between where you were there in the ground and to Erlen and Safira, and then the box kind of vibrates a little bit, and then the light inside. Orba. Do I still have detect magic up? Yes. What happened? The magic goes away. It's gone. And you, you recall, perhaps, not from before, but now, that 
if a glyph of warding is cast, if the object it was cast moves more than a certain distance from where it was cast, it... Oh, I feel so stupid, Graven. I forgot. What? When you... I, I recall reading that with these wards, um, when you move the object, it I think that's dissipates. a cleric spell as well, so you sort of have that notion in your mind as well. You seem much more Sounds relaxed familiar. now. What's Can happening? you stop narrating every step that we take for two seconds, please? You're holding gonna, an exploding box! It's not exploding anymore. I'm going to okay. take just a few more steps, set it down, take the handkerchief back off. Oh, great, Graven, Graven, Graven! No. How many we... times? Quiet. My goodness. I... Take the handkerchief off. You slip it out from And me. I'm relatively confident that if I open this, nothing will happen. <laughs> yes. Uh, I'm gonna. What are you I'm doing? I'm gonna stand there. <laughs> uh, what are you. Like, Erlen's diving. Erlen's diving. Erlen dives. Erlen and Severe both dive off their horses to I, the other I side. I flick it open and I throw it towards them. Killed You're both right, of us. <laughs> you could have killed both of us. You're so stupid. Look at the grin on his face. I've never seen him grin like that. Look at his stupid face. The magic oh, users. You're right, Jack. The magic wielders have done as you asked. You knew about this before when the no. elf exploded me. No. So you just had a revelation picking up the fucking box. I didn't yeah. know that it was going to be dissipated when I walked far enough away, but that is what happened. So well, you're welcome. <clears throat> Well, ugh, it's a yes, less narration back. from now on. And Give the empty box is sort of sitting there on the ground, open, like, yeah. you know, on its side. It's just, okay. You can see the contents. It's completely empty. On so, the gl- literally, because there's not a glowing glyph anymore, there's not, like, a reactivating of that without casting that No, spell you would again. literally have to cast this Okay, yep. All right, uh, we have another box, but that's a three. That's a medium size. <laughs> yeah, it's, like, it's right? like, decent sized. I mean, it's like now a little chest. Now, you put three things in the medium box. <laughs> <laughs> Ones in the three <laughs> slots take into account weight and size. Oh, okay. See, thieves put in the skulls in the box. All right. Um, Can you pass me my quarterstaff so I don't infect, get infected with blight again? It's back there. Please, I know. I can't pick things. it up. Orvin's gonna go pick it up. <laughs> She's actually gonna look at it. Can like dead wood, like. Get it? <laughs> I mean, you don't know that, but from what you've heard, it's a living tree disease. Do you? Yeah, why do you have to have a wood stuff? Yeah, can someone else what that? You can't have this? something metal. Uh, I got it. it. I okay. take it. Take it. Three slots. <laughs> That's oh, three slots. Sephira kind of takes it and looks <laughs> like. I imagine nobody can afford to carry this box around. You know? No. No. Uh, no. I'm gonna like smash it with my foot. Okay, give me an attack roll. <laughs> okay. Just for the force, uh, just like with an arm. Yeah, with advantage, just an arm. With advantage? Yeah, it's Ooh, a stationary oh, box. It's a stationary <laughs> Oh, two fours, nine! <laughs> I mean, you hit it, but it's a, it has like these iron bands over the top of it, so you you make a dent in it, but it doesn't like obliterate the box. You make a like, solid dent. Can I <laughs> open it and put it upside down so that if I do it, maybe the top would just come sure. off? Sure. <laughs> Give me another advantage attack roll. I don't want pe- uh, uh, sixteen. Okay. And it breaks in half there at the hinge. Just so nobody thinks it's still active, and I'll just uh, okay. my stomp. Honestly, put it closer to back where it was. Okay, you toss one Spirit piece in one direction, kind of one in a little. Uh, actually, I'll go back and pick up one. <laughs> uh, the note idea. Shall we maybe carve into this? 
deactivated by. Oh. In case sure. the Elatrians find it. Yes. And then and deactivated by your friends. Describe us. I draw a I little portrait of everyone. <laughs> intense smiling. Chuck it. All right, go ahead. Uh, my staff, please. Deactivated by. Spear's gonna look as he takes the staff to see if there's any change in Ireland. Not that you should we? Fellow okay. caretakers of Trickster's Thicket. Did you have to have this? Oh. Some sort of shorter <laughs> Inside nickname. Inside is yeah, that big. Perhaps a shorter nickname. Oh, um, uh, what about like Long Live Lanthu Ripu? Oh, what's that mean? That's the name of Trickster's Thicket. Oh. All right. Uh, well, that seems. Okay. Goli- Dash, Goliath, Tiefling, Half Elves. Very good. Great. Your friends. Stick it up in the. Stick it somewhere so that it can. Good. You wrote that in the box, right? Yeah. Yeah. In chocolate. Okay. Right. So you put the box. Put the yeah. box kind of back near where it was. Did my sound effect? <laughs> it sounded yeah, like sticking like a post to the stick. Yeah, like a... Oh, we're on it. <laughs> yeah, for next week, we want a good box. Yeah. <laughs> um, let's keep enough distractions. Gets back on the horse. Oh, sorry. Well, at least we know. Hearts racing a little bit after the sort of possibility <laughs> of the fix sort of my ponytail <laughs> a little bit. And you guys continue to ride now past the uh, box that you've identified. And as you keep your pace heading up north, finally, the path begins to widen a little bit. You seem to have gotten through the densest part of the corridor, at least on this side of the river. And you notice one other thing that bears a sign of progress. The free-run river appears to be bending ever so slightly to the east. Here we go. It's not the full kind of dog leg to the right that would signal an approach to that final bridge that would take you to the northern Stout Hills and the Broken Crown Station. But it's an indication that the curtain's going to start to taper off, and indeed the sloping terrain seems kind of more and more gradual as you continue to ride. More importantly, however, if Niels was right, you are now entering into possible Iron Root territory. Mm-hmm. The collection of which could be the first step toward Erland making contact with his former professor. A man who'd made a mess of things and then disappeared. A man who might understand better than anyone what Erland and other afflicted individuals across the continent might be going through. The lessened brush has given you a clearer vantage point to see to the other bank, and there's quite a few flowering plants there. The river isn't as wide, but it if you need to identify like individual species of plants, you might have to get over there or use a spyglass or something. There's like a lot of vegetation. It's hard to pick out one thing in particular. To your advantage is the fact that this stretch of water looks pretty swimmable. It's not as deep. The current's not quite as strong. But already, as a place with obviously bountiful resources, you see movement between the trees in the thicket. Some bipedal, humanoid, just catching sight of things moving in the woods on the other side. Mm-hmm. Presence of elves, perhaps, or even something else. Maybe. So you start to see, again, lots of vegetation now. You're in the right area. You just might need some kind of assistance in identifying. Spear's going to kind of hold up her hand. And... We are definitely being watched. We're not alone here, obviously, so... We need ten of these fucking things? <sighs> yeah... I don't know how we're going to get them, but yeah. Spyglass, perhaps? Yeah, do you have one? Yeah. Take it out. Can I have it? Give me a perception check with advantage. You have the spyglass. 
Okay, 15. You do a scan along the bank there. Slowly, so you Kinda. stop the horse. Yeah, you have the thing that <laughs> reference back and forth one a little bit. Yeah. Very <laughs> carefully looking at each spot along the, any sort of areas where there's flowering or rooted plants that kind of stick up. And at first, you get a little excited because you see what looks like might be on the thing, but then you remember back to Niels' words about has to be stems above ground, at least a foot or more, starting yeah, yeah. to show budding at the tips. So you see what might be sort of Young, too young, yeah, two yeah. young plants. So you keep moving along the do edge. Do I see? This is weird. This is deep plant cut. Do I see how they're propagating themselves at all? Do I like see like a runner that kind of goes off a mother plant to another plant, or it's is it too, like there's too itself? much brush there at the base to see that? <laughs> Shut at the up. Moment. Um, um, with okay. a closer exam, with an up close examination, you might be able to tell that. But you keep kind of moving along the line of the younger plants, and then finally. You see one that looks like it might be... Ready? Over a foot above ground. Oh, there. she's ready. <laughs> <laughs> ready for the pluck. Oh, no. All right, so... And as you're sort of looking through the spyglass at that one, you see a little bit of movement. You move the spyglass up, and it looks like there's elves moving through the trees. They're not quite up at the bank, but definitely in the vicinity. Okay, so I see two things, and one of them is the thing that we want to see, the ferris bromeliad. Another thing, a harvestable one, too, which is good. Uh, also, elves, not as good. So, how are we going to do this? I thought the best bet might actually be to get something else to do us, like do it for us. Like, you know, animal or something. I know it's a bit crazy, but that way at least we have some plausible deniability. Is an animal going to be able to extract... Uh, I'm looking around. Animal. It depends on the kind, I would imagine. Does it bite the animal? Is going to bite the flower? Well, no, it could. Bite. If it's honestly what I'm looking for is a rodent, what I want it to do is dig it up. And then carry it across the river to us. No, I'm thinking if they can dig it up and kind of knock it over, then we can just walk by and pick them up. That still means crossing the river. I don't know. Do we? What do we I think, think the best the way to do this is? By the time we go and collect it, we might as well have just gone over and taken it ourselves. You're standing like a foot away, like <laughs> yeah, pick that up. Yeah, that one. <laughs> wasn't us. Wasn't us. See? Oh, who put this here? I suppose I the alternative would be a bird of some kind could fly it up into the sky and drop it down into a specific point. Again, a bird having the dexterity to remove root and stem. Flower. We also have to do this ten times. I know. I'm just saying, I think, I think there's almost no way that we go into this forest looking around at the watch that they do have, that we don't get into a fight, and I don't really want to I kill th- these people over fucking I flowers. I think we should, first of all, if they engage us, we should try our best to engage them non-lethally. I would, I mean, However, I suppose. I think. Why are we already talking about fighting? I just, well, because if it they're comes already up, here. And what's your particularly other vicious. I think Safira's right in that there's almost no way we can do this stealthily. I, I don't know how. There's, there's too many they're, of them. They're, they're, they're everywhere. What? I'm going to point in, like, Unless you're we saying were... there's one just here, on the bank here. Uh, not, on the opposite bank. Uh, on barely, the opposite not bank, even yeah, into not... the trees. Yeah. I think that that is a perfect opportunity to get one without really entering the forest proper. Do you see an elf close to it in the spyglass? When you were looking through, they're not on the bank, but you can see people passing between the trees. Like, they're definitely in the vicinity. They're they're definitely there. Look, the reality is, we're either going to have to engage... We're going to have to engage them somehow. Be that verbally and try to negotiate with them. Might not work. 
Have you seen an elite train up close? Just the ones at Ceteria's. Yeah, at the I have spoken to them. Could you... Could you make yourself look like one? No. I mean, I can make myself look like a giant tortoise and eat the flowers. We can... I think... Give me a perception check as you're looking through the spyglass, still checking in with the... Sorry, go ahead as she's she's looking. Mm. Six. With each spyglass. Oh, with advantage. If you have the... uh, Gives you advantage on... Oh, my God. Six. Six. (laughs) The only thing that you can see is you're looking through, just trying to keep an eye on the one sort of adult Ferris familiad there is a couple of the elves seem like they might be getting closer and closer to the bank and it looks like one is kind of moving through the trees and maybe shouting to another one honestly it looks like they could be organizing something they're talking to each other they seem to be kind of gathering together I don't know if they're looking for someone else which would be ideal because that would be the perfect way to get through here is a distraction do we literally approach them under the guise of informing them about these boxes? I think that's what that's I was going to That's not a terrible some, idea. I was that's going to suggest idea. sort of a modified version of that in that we go in, not trying to hide anything, and if someone says, hey, we say, oh, we, we found these boxes and we thought we saw one here and we were going to try and disarm it. Exactly what I said, yes. And well, no, you, to, uh, you were going to inform them, right? Or were you going to lie? Inform them about the boxes. Say well, that's not, why he's do we need saying to lie? we it's use that more as an excuse to be over there. At a certain point. And less, less of a declaration of good deeds and more of a... Oh, we saw one, one. one yeah. of us. Oh, oh, all right. Better idea, better idea. What if one of us goes and sort of makes a hello scene... And to inform them, because someone and has to the pick other, the plants. Yeah, someone, and then someone else and then comes someone and else, gets the plants. That's well, you'll have an audience of saying, hey, we've found these horrible, explodey boxes. I think someone else can sneak in and pull the plant, because we can't go in there and just pull a plant in front of them. As this discussion's going on, they get closer and closer. Now, even without the spyglass, you can see that two of them are emerging like out of the woods onto the bank, kind of. And they look like they're kind of looking around. And are do you guys not want to be seen by them? Because as soon as they get to the bank, if they looked directly across, which they're not at the moment, they would be able to see you. I don't think we hide. If we're going to approach I, them, I'm, let's I'm, just uh, be yeah, out. let's stay out. Uh, uh, Erlen's going to hide. Erlen's going to jump off his horse and hide. <laughs> Give me a stealth with advantage. They're not looking in your direction. You have a moment. Just one extra horse. Um... 25. 25. You jump, jump off and you kind of move between a couple... And I'm still close enough that they, they can hear me, but the elves can't see me. Right? Yeah. Right? Oh, yeah. Erland, He wants to be the one that secretly takes the plant it's while we just, talk to them. If you speak oh, to them, someone okay. does need to take the plant. Uh, Erland, and Sophia's going to kind of trying to look like, oh, I'm not doing anything. She tries to Erland's slip him a piece of paper. Oh, my God. You do so. Give me uh, perception checks, except for Erland, who can't really see out from the brush that he's hiding behind. Yeah, 21. <laughs> 14. Off my horse into some bushes. Yeah, you did. Did you oh, roll your perception as well? Oh, no. I did not. 11. 11. So the two... Um, sorry, what were 14. the... 14. 21. 21. For Orba and Graven, who... Severe was in the middle of... I was kind of handing off the diagram there, but Graven and Orba, who are standing there in the bank, they don't notice you. They come out onto the bank, and they look like they're looking for something on the ground, almost like scouting the area a little bit. And one is like, you know, 30, 40 feet to his right, a little further down the bank. And he shouts to him. He's sort of speaking in Elvish. Oh, so he's sort of, Poor Nevikov here! 
And he sort of says something else to him. Moros kanamogo, gerfofigo! And they continue to kind of look along the bank there. Sephira, did you catch that? Did you did hear I that? Did I hear what they said? Give me a performance check, both to of you, to see if you can uh, repeat what they were saying. Oh, no! Performance? <laughs> yeah. Ooh, 16? 16. 16, okay. Ooh. You're able to, with kind of broken elevation, <laughs> so you're trying to like work through what they're saying. Sounds familiar enough. <laughs> We're good food. <laughs> Your accent's absolute shit, mate. It sounds like they said she was here for the Iron Roots last oh time. Oh my god. Okay. <laughs> we keep eyes and ears and set traps where they grow oh. along the border. Oh, oh my god. Shit. Uh, fuck. So they're like, look, they're pointing at spots on the bank there. One of them kind of goes over and just like digs a little in the dirt and he seems to motion to the other one like, like this is a good spot or pointing at a little spot on the bank there. Erland, can you hear me? What does that mean? Yes, yes. okay. Yes. So they're saying that apparently the halfling who they're hunting down goes for these plants. So the, some of them are trapped. We need ten of them. They have to be above the ground at least a foot and they have to be budding. Okay. They are looking for someone who is also trying to get these same flowers. Yeah, they and are, are, and they're already setting traps. There have already been traps set, so be careful. Where did they say around the bank that they set traps? It, it doesn't. It's they, they just said, said we set traps where they grow along oh, our border. They do said we, that they just set them where they grow. So I have no idea. You just got to be careful. Do we try to ingratiate ourselves right now? Yes. Yes. And and we have an extra horse. Erlen's not here. Well, or can Orva look up really quickly can into we the trees your backs? So look for Give the me a check, yeah. I guess I have my. Stuff. I have my pouch. Yeah. pouch. So you have a fourteen. Fourteen. Not that you see, and in the the canopies here are not as thick, so someone like moving through the canopy would be obvious here, and you do not see someone. Okay. Perhaps someone who can speak Elven should communicate, uh, but yeah. I can come with you Sorry. across the yes, water. Yes, I, I will go first. It is it's, still too it's, deep to walk through. Yeah, you would we'd be have swim, to swim uh, along the middle. You'd be able to wade kind of in, swim a little bit, and then wade to the other side if that's um, what you were trying to do. Perhaps as we get to the bank, yellow won't tell them that we're coming to them with a warning about, I will say, about danger, uh, and that's why I we're will coming. I them, yes. Okay. okay. Here we go. Guys hopping up. Yeah. I'm going to keep my pack with my horse. Okay. And, oh, should we not bring weapons? Uh, no, I think that's odd. I think we should have our weapons on us. I mean, we've been traveling through and we're just disarming boxes. It's not fine, completely out of the ordinary. Fine. Right. Obviously, let's not come at them with them cocks, but, you know. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> 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 like two Oh my god. You guys hop off your horses, yep. you get down yeah. to the bank there, you stepping into the water. Yeah. Right. And you want to say a little bit Yeah, so as, as soon so as I feel like they can see around. me, I want to kind of wave a little bit with like a plaintive. He ah. sees you waving and immediately. In Elvin. Hyphen, no, please. We came here because there were boxes, they were exploding. I don't know if you know about them, but they nearly set the forest on fire. And he looks to the other one down, and now the other one sort of catches his eye, and he sees you guys as well. Are you continuing to move forward? No, look, we're not trying to hurt you. We just came to warn you about the boxes. They've nearly killed us. Please. And he says in Elvish back to you, No further. 
Okay, I, I'm not, I don't need to. I just wanted to tell you about the boxes. Tell them about the two that are putting them. Okay. Describe them. Uh, sorry, uh, there, there were two people who were who were doing it. Um, can I describe? I don't remember what they were. Sure, yeah, you describe can describe the reference, yeah. Um, so they, they said that they were a gift, and we just took them at their word, and we rode by, and the next one we rode by, we wanted to make sure that it wasn't something bad. And we have seen the boxes. Oh, okay. I just wanted to make sure you didn't, Die. Tell them we disabled one. Oh, sorry, we disabled one. Uh, we wanted to, you know, it was by, um, it, I, I suppose there's been a patch of uh, blight or something? Make a persuasion check. I don't know. I'm understanding the mm-hmm. yeah. You're not. No. As this is yes, going as on, is going as, going I, as I hear them having a conversation, I want to move, like, so the one guy started moving against the river? Yeah, he went upstream so, a little bit. Uh, okay, so I want to go sort of the opposite direction. I'm like sure. staying in sort of the bushes on the other Give me side. Let's go, like, 50 yeah. feet-ish. Okay, sure. Feet. <laughs> I know. Uh, 22, 22, sort of, just between the sort of brush and uh, shrubs, kind of. I basically want to try and find a spot where um, I could conceivably get myself to the river and underwater without being seen if they're talking over there. I don't know how far away that would have to be or if the, I need like a rocky outcropping or something. The river is not bending enough that you're going to be like out of sight. So you'd need to move like quite a bit down to be like small enough that they wouldn't see you as you entered the water. As long as they're looking out toward the river. Okay, yeah, yeah. I mean, how, how long would it take me to get a little bit further? Um, Pretty quick? Just, yeah, a couple of like... Um, okay, great. I'm gonna, if so I'll, you quickly I'll move that sort of right? there yeah, so. and try and get to a point where I can kind of dart and get to the water. You stick your head out a little bit and you look and they're you know they're small in the distance now as yeah, you've yeah. moved further and further down the bank and so I'm gonna quickly go and dive underwater and give me a stealth check oh my god hold that breath oh, no. baby eight eight there's just like but you and the Elytrian elf just hear like a the slightest splash of water and the there's what? The yeah. Tre- the treant. Tell them about the treant. Oh, Something you know distract also- them. He starts to walk down the bank in that direction of the noise, and the other one comes closer to, like, keep an eye on you two. Oh, did you know about the treant as well? It seems to be infected with some kind of wilting blight. It's, it's throwing things into the river. I don't know if it's contaminating anything, but it's been walking around really upset. We know of the treant. Okay. Is there anything else we can do to help? No. You can stay away. Okay, are you sure? You look like you're looking for someone. We will find them. Okay. Keep, keep Can, them talking. Ask do you them want if there's me danger. To, do you want me to help you? Um, is, should we be looking for them, this person? Is it? No. Okay. I don't need help from you. Okay. Are you sh- okay? Uh, do you? Are you sure there's nothing I can do? Yes. How fast was that guy moving toward? where Erlen jumped in. wasn't sprinting, but he's kind of walking because he didn't know exactly where that noise came from. He's like looking on the water and like walking further down. Can Orba quickly tie up the horses and go in that direct, like follow Erlen's track? Sure. They're like down the side of the bank there, but behind Yeah, she's going to try to do a little quickly. And then she's going to start like finding larger rocks. Okay. And she's going to just start like mocking some glee and just like boringly throwing some like rocks into the river. Give me a performance check. And I will, how far away is the guy that's left at this point? Uh, the one that was talking to you yeah, and left? Yeah. 50 feet? Alright, I'm gonna think, not knowing what they're saying, I'm gonna try to frustratingly be like, kind of loudly come towards the water a bit, like, you don't understand, the treant was making all this noise and just cleaning out. Sorry, How far my- forward do you move? 
five, ten feet. Give me a persuasion check with disadvantage. Oh, goodness. Persuasion with disadvantage. Oh, wow, 15. Mm-hmm. Holy 15. shit. 15, yes. He whips the bow and pulls back. No, no, please, he's a friend, please. I don't understand what you're saying. He doesn't I just know what wanna, you're saying. Please, I make he doesn't sure understand you know. Elvish. Tell him to back up. Okay, can you back off, Graven, please? There's many dangers. Tell him to back I'm up. slowly backing up. Look, I know you're probably going to say no, but is there any way we could negotiate passage through here? Passage through where? Just literally up here because we're going north further. We're bounty hunters and we didn't want to tread on anyone's toes, but we followed the boxes and now we're in a bit of a pickle. So uh, we're stuck. I'm sorry. Uh, We're actually kind of stuck here. The road works fine for bounty hunters. Oh, which, uh, and Tafira's gonna feign, like, complete confusion. Uh, what, what road are you, I haven't seen a road. You came from it. No, I know, but then we went off it. It's right behind you. What? Okay. Do they understand the dangers on this side they of the do. river? They do, yes, they know about the treant, I'm gonna say in common. They, sorry, they, yes, I told them about the treant, and they, they know about the boxes, and... Okay, as this is going on, um, what was the roll there? Four. Four. The rock makes a little blip in the water, and you catch his attention for a moment, but it wasn't a big enough splash. He sort of immediately shakes his head and continues on along the bank. Can Orbit catch that and look for a bigger rock? Sure. Give me an investigation check. So are you coming up for air? How? Does it take me more than 30 seconds to cross? Um, No, it would not take you more than 30. You would come up on the other bank. Okay, great. So I'm going to, if I still have a couple seconds of air. Mm -hmm. You're aware that when you dove into the water, it made a decent splash. So you have it in your head that, you know, you might have made So using sort of the last little bit of air, I just want to like, just a little bit. (laughs) Oh my God. Just to see if I can see any. I don't want to bark it off. Okay, give me a perception check. As you... Just go above the surface. 18. 18. Your head comes up, and fortune have it, there's a few other kind of stones and rocks, and your hair, your wet hair, almost like a a mossy rock, sort of drapes to the sides, and your eyes kind of peek up, and you can see that Elatrian elf. He's maybe 80 feet away on the bank, like looking toward the water. He has not seen you, but he's like looking in the water toward the bank there. Okay, I'm gonna try. I can't hold my breath for too long, so when I get a moment where he's looking away, I'm gonna... Try and quickly and quietly get out of the water and into the trees. Okay. Give me a stealth check. 25. Oh my god! Alright, here we go. Here we go. Just between the rocks, you kind of almost like a fish on the on the boardwalk, like <laughs> <laughs> and then you roll and oh scamper into the woods. And you look around and these thick, these big trunked, thick trees of tricksters thicket, you kind of marvel at the size of the wooded kind of uh, vegetation around you. Um, sorry, do I see it? Do I have a sense of any Elatrians other than the guy that I know about? Give me a perception check. What were you saying? I'm gonna start, like, gesturing towards the guy who's gone. Mm -hmm. Tell him! Make sure that that you understand the danger. He cocks his head. It it occurs to you that, um, definitely not all Elatrians speak common. Like, the ones that came to negotiate with Satyria, they sent people who could also speak common. I'm gonna kind of sensing any tension. Sorry, he's telling you to tell your friend what I told you. I will, and he knows. Okay. Go be- back to the other side. We'll go back to the road. Be safe, please. Look. And I'm gonna sort of like looking back like off. I yeah backing. Mm-hmm. I want to back off. 
back further, and he, he relaxes the draw of the bow a little bit. Look. Did Erlen jump into the river? Yeah, he got through. I saw him get through, through the other side. You saw him get through? Well, actually, I don't know if I did. <laughs> well, because you knew what the splash was, whereas the Elatrian elf didn't. You didn't see where Erlen went, but you saw him, you saw, like, a just a quick, like, <laughs> yeah. you know, sploot of water as he... Lots of fart. So you don't know where he went. He looks literally like a fish out of water, but I think he made it. So, uh... Look, I think the best we can do is get our asses, wander back to the road, and hope to all fuck. He doesn't get noticed. He doesn't get caught, and if he does, obviously we're running back in and trying to kill them. Well, doing anything else during this time? Arbo rolled a twenty-one on looking you for a big rock. You found a nice big rock, like you found one pebble, toss it, <laughs> and then you sort of oh, it's this big kind of loose stone by the side there. Okay, Orba's gonna do like a big, like, uh, like granny between the legs, Great. like heave ho, and then whoop. Give me an athletics check. <laughs> oh my god, you're gonna drop it on your toe. Oh my god, don't drop it on your toe. Oh my god, takes three damage. <laughs> athletics <laughs> from a stubbed toe. You don't get it out there that far, but it it makes a big enough kind of little splash of water. And Erland, who can hear kind of the footsteps of someone approaching along the bank, there kind of you hear his like turn on his heel. And look back. Taking that opportunity to start dashing towards where I know there is one of the. Okay, give me another stealth check. Um, And while I'm I'm doing that, I'd like to be aware of as much as possible uh, uh, of either traps or other bromeliads as I'm moving. Stealth? Yeah, with advantage, with the distraction of Orma. I mean, uh, both are pretty good. Um, 23. (laughs) I mean, mean, I'm fine either way. Both the, the ground here is less sort of riddled with twigs and dried branches like the other side was. It's a very kind of soft, even grass, mm. and it has almost this kind of, all the trees at the base have this kind of mossy gradation, and you step along, and it's very quiet on your footsteps, and the tree trunks are much bigger. Like, dashing between each trunk, you're fully covered from anything that's on the other side of it. You have, like, no vision from the other side at all. You kind of move. How many were there in total? There was the guy following me, there was the guy mostly talking to Sphere. Just the two? the two that you saw okay. so far, yes. There's just there the two that came. Movement yeah, 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 the, yeah. As far as you could tell, just the two along the okay. back there. So you get closer and closer and closer, and finally you get to where you think you're about in the right spot, and you peek your head out, and you see Graven and Sephira, like, on the other side there, so you're about in the right spot. Do I see the bromeliad? You do. It's right there on the bank. You guys sort of were right at the spot that you thought uh, and it might be. Is it is it within the cover of the trees? No, it's out on the bank. It's, like, growing along the bank. Okay, do I see the guy? Yeah, he's war- walking very slowly back in the direction that he came from, so downstream. Into no, the upstream. woods or just along No, along the, the bank. Okay. But, gonna, but walking away from okay. me. I'm going to wait there for a sec until okay. he's away. And do I hear the other guy walking the other... Are they basically doing this now? The other guy looked in the direction of Orba's splash and then he turned back and is continuing further down. So they're going in opposite directions. Great. I'm going to wait until it seems like that guy's cleared a little bit. Let's okay. call it um, about the same distance that I jumped in last time. If okay. That makes sense. Sure. Okay. Your footsteps moving We're, quieter and quieter. I'm scanning for Erland to see if okay, I see Okay, give me a perception check there. So, Vera, you can give me one, too, as you guys are watching. Um, oh, ten. 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 Damn. We suck. One last, <laughs> one last check uh, sort of in into the woods to see if I see any. You do not. I'm going to sort of oh, get low baby. and creep out and oh, reach into the... Oh, baby. Give me a perception check as you're moving there. 
Perception? Mm -hmm. 19. 19. As you start to get close, you step like onto where it starts to get pebbles and then sand, and you stop because you see a very fine kind of wire right there at your foot, like between two very short sticks that are sort of a little distance, maybe five feet across. And it looks like there's multiple of these, but, you know, along the back here. And you step, and then you carefully step over it. And right there on the ground in front of you, you see the stem. So from the root, I'm going to try and... Be careful. Dig it up. Don't hurt the root ball. Give me a dexterity dexterity check with advantage. You can take a second here quietly. You're not trying to to book it. Same. Same. 21. Great. You dig a little along the sides and then... And the little roots come up with it. And you have it there. Okay, it's like a foot. So can I like kind of put it under my cloak a little bit? You could definitely put it under Okay, so I'm going to put it under my cloak. And I'm going to give a check to see if the guys are still looking away. They're still walking opposite direction. Great, I'm going to quickly and quietly try and not dive in this time. But because I see they're walking away, I almost like crawl into the water. And submerge slowly and start. We we see it. We see (laughs) Like a little snake. You see him kind of working his way along the water there. You get to the other bank. And I'm going to and try and get hidden on the other side of the bank, walk past them. So they have pretty much kind of diverged in two separate directions. Great, so I want to hide on in the sort of other side. Sure, in the brush there, yeah. You have? Uh, You've got it. Yes. It's okay. We have to go. We We should keep moving forward. You should keep moving forward without me, and I will try and keep up alongside, just so that when... The elf okay. who was moving with the flow of the water downstream. You're still not part of us. Exactly. Yes. All right. Okay. Well, um, I'll, I'm um, gonna put. Uh, I've got that chest. Uh, oh. We were gonna put the flowers. So in. great. Come here then. I'll, Be careful! I'll, don't damage it. I'll very carefully give him. It's wet, but yeah. it seems in good condition. Put it in the. Uh, I was able to get the entire sort of Perhaps root system. Later, we'll put some soil in here with it. But for now, I'm yeah, just we close should it put up. some soil in there. Ride and I'll obviously fold a little as bit. As you're behind, kind of but... placing it in there, you watch as a third figure kind of emerges from the woods, sort of coming out to the bank, so not one of those two people. And he looks like he's looking around oh, gosh. and sort of checking the traps. He looks down close to the ground and sort of just touches you can't see this, but yeah. Erlen knows that it's like a small kind of tripwire there that he touches. Yeah. And then he kind of curiously yeah. stop moving. Let's go. Yeah, go, 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 go. He go, bends down to go, one go, knee to kind of look at the spot there. Yeah, we're, we're going. And he looks up. And that's where we're going to end. One down. Nice one. go. One really one down. down. Ooh, oh, baby. There you go. <laughs> A successful heist. Uh, yes. I love a good heist. That was actually really exciting. Good stealth rolls. There's an elf. Good stealth rolls. Excuse me, it's Pedro. Ooh, we've made some Sea of Thieves jokes. We made some Payday jokes. jokes. Um, That is where we're going to end tonight's stream. Well done, everyone. Pretty successful. Disarm the box. Got yourself a Ferris Bromeliad. Oh, I never thought it would be the day. Pranks the half-elf. Yes, pranked us. I don't have building blood anymore. Yes. Yeah, well, you're we welcome. Didn't detect diseases, Thank so I'm you. not convinced that you don't have like <laughs> some you. little bit of it he's, still in you or something. He's fine. I hope he's fine. I got it all out. Nah, we'll see. Ew. That is where we're going to pick it up next week with, once again, for those of you who were in here at the beginning, our first yeah. guest yeah. of Yay. my theory. Yeah. It's a good theory. It's a really good theory. And we are going oh, to see what exactly we have in store for our guest and, and what how they might be able to assist or uh, 
throw a wrench into the plan. Oh. New friends? Uh, uh, enemies? Uh, yeah. Friends with yeah. us? We've yeah. had a little bit of both. Friends. Our guest is just nine bromeliads. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> Our guest is that Elatrian elf, bring, and they're just trying to kill you. Yeah. <laughs> Should I bring one of my bromeliads from home as a prop next oh, time? Yeah. We'll have a Definitely. little prop. And if you can't pick it up without making any noise, then you fail. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Oh gosh, we got a hype train, guys! Oh. Hey. Oh. On the exit. Uh, okay, let me let me see. Toot toot toot. Crazy low shot. I hope I'm saying that correctly now. Uh, gifted Damn, community subs. No, they sent it, and I wanted to make sure it, it was it was a T C H A. So it, uh, crazy locha sounds sounds right to me, but maybe I'm wrong. Seth sixteen ninety gave out a community sub. Crazy locha gave out five more community Ooh. subs. Cool shaver hey. did four hundred. GF powers did one hundred, and crazy locha did five hundred. Oh, bits. oh, and that's why we own a hype train. <laughs> Thank you guys so much hey, for riding the hype train with us, as it were. Um, oh, and Poco Doga did 45! Oh, oh, I killed it! Yeah, oh, crazy oh, oh, I got it! Oh, that's right! We know now. Perfect. So, with the words of Niels Bogus oh, ringing in your ear. <gasps> a thousand! Did you squeeze that one in? That's okay. Thank you guys so much. Again, you know, constantly in awe of the generosity of this community. Don't one did a thousand. You gotta give it like Stop squeezing honor. it in, Jordan. We gotta honor it. We, we do. do. Yeah, I mean, hey, shout him out. Until I say, see you next time. Uh, <laughs> He's okay. Shout out. Um, again, so blown away by the generosity of this community. All the discords, comments, and everything. Yay. We read them constantly, respond to them constantly. It, it really is so awesome interacting with all the people that are just excited to Makes play. And, 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 yeah, and tell watch. us your guest theories in the Discord. Oh. Yeah. Is it the Elaine? Is it the Treant come back to uh, That would be <laughs> oh, Dying of Wilted yes. Blight. The whole episode, save me! Save me! The whole episode is Erlen just trying not to be touched. And Crazy Crazy Locha just gifted 10 more subs. My god, You're the craziest Locha I've ever seen. So, I hope you guys are excited. We are so excited to have our guest. So next week, please join us same time, 7 o'clock, here on Sunday, and we will be ready to dive back into Trickster's Thicket yeah. slash... Uh, I ain't going in there. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's a shit-ass place. I ain't <laughs> it's a very pretty trees. It is beautiful. Yeah, I keep it's like the redwoods. Um, yes, very pristinely kept by the Elytria Elves. But that is where we'll pick it up next time here for uh, Chapter 4 of Season 2 of A Peak Beneath the Veil. Have a wonderful week, everybody. Oh, Thank you so, 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 so much. Yeah. We miss you already, and we can't wait for next Sunday. We'll see you then. Have a good one, everybody. Good night. That's all for now. Thank you for listening to this week's episode of A Peek Beneath the Veil on Tabletop Notch. If you enjoyed the show, please tell a friend or leave us a review on the podcast app of your choice. There's always room in our party for more adventurers near and far. Until next time, as the Ackley Elves would say, your presence is a gift. 